Albuquerque's macro aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk.
in the city of Albuquerque. Uh, set it up for us. It's happening on Saturday at 1 p.m., right before the big pride uh, extravaganza, as well as the drag queen extravaganza down at the Isotope Stadium. Well, the uh, mistress of, of ceremonies uh, of this uh, one-hour, seven-minute extravaganza, and he currently uh, 639 in a city of 562,000 people. So I, if, if we could take any good feelings from this, at least we know that a uh, few people are interested in this uh, propaganda. You paid for it, ladies and gentlemen, if you live in, in Albuquerque. Uh, so I, I quickly scanned through this very, very slick video production. Uh, I don't know a grout appears uh, in the state of the city uh, helping wow. Keller. Uh, that makes very no wow. sense to me. Uh, so uh, Rebecca Atkins is the, they call her the master of ceremony. I, I come from an older era in America, Eddie, where, um, uh, 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 Alexandra Daddario just got married. Uh, she's not an, not an actor. All, all women performers now are called actor. She was an actress. I would say that Rebecca Atkins was the mistress of ceremonies, but we can't say that kind of anything like that anymore. Uh, former of, formerly of KRQE, which reminds me, folks, I don't think we said on this show over the weekend or maybe on Friday, I caught our beloved Jessica Garate of uh, KRQE retweeting Ben Ray Lujan and Teresa Lejean. Their uh, pro-abortion twits, uh, tweets attack. They were twits tweeting uh, about the Dobbs decision. So uh, next time you see Jessica Garate, you might want to ask her, "Why were, you're supposed to be a journalist, right? That's uh, objectivity and fair and balanced." But and you're you're an anchor in one of the network affiliates here in Albuquerque, and you were retweeting vicious partisan uh, elected officials attacking the Supreme Court. Is that how, how does that square with you being a journalist? Uh, at least Ms. Atkins has left her position. Uh, the webmaster at K is a little slow, has not taken down her profile. She attended East Mountain mm -hmm. Charter High School, uh, is an oh. Aggie alumnus, receiving her bachelor's hey. degree in journalism mm -hmm. from New Mexico State University. She did an internship at UCF in El Paso before coming yeah. up to KRQE. But now she's the spokes, uh, I, what would you say, spokesperson, I guess. She's the spokesperson, uh, not the spokesman or spokeswoman for Albuquerque's police department. So I've watched this Eddie my whole life. Local media people jumping on board the state government or local government to do uh, PR work. That revolving door just keeps on uh, revolving. So I guess she is the master of ceremony ceremonies. And then we're going to hear from the Tim Keller's wife, I guess, which is a way of saying no, they'll in paradise. All those rumors are false. Uh, and then a whole bunch of slick video productions, uh, interviews. And Clarissa Pena and Pat Davis shot someone in Washington. Uh, and and um, also Renee Grout uh, before uh, Scarf Boy makes his presentation. But Scarf Boy does not appear in a scarf. I know this is radio, but it did shock me to see. Well, it is uh, close to summer, so uh, he, uh, the heat is on up to his neck, uh, generally speaking. So he didn't need it on Saturday. He wanted to be cooler and um, no doubt he was very well dressed uh, as the harvard alum often is uh yes big big kiss on the stage and dad at the same time as the kiss yes oh there we go That's remember al gore kissing his wife remember that yeah yeah oh wow Dal. look at that what is doubt inferring let's kick it off right after the uh horrible uh <clears throat> rockets red glare edition that they uh, put forth there. We had to skip that altogether. We'll pick it up about uh, seven minutes into the State of the City 2022 Albuquerque, New Mexico. For those of you watching on rockoftalk.tv, you can catch it there 
as well. Uh, you don't need to hide your eyes. It was an ugly display down at Albuquerque's rail yards. Thank you to the APD and AFR Honor Guard along with Memphis. In the spirit of one Albuquerque, we are grateful for the contributions of our city council. I would like to introduce a video from our council members. You can also take a seat now. <laughs> Hi, my name is Clarissa Pena. I'm the city councilor for District 3, which is everything south of Central, west of the river, in the incorporated areas of the city. And it's probably one of the best places in the city to live, work, and we actually have just tremendous things that are happening in our area. We just installed 277 lights, actually just had the grand opening for our Westgate Community Center, which is a wonderful facility and we're looking forward to the next phase of that we're actually purchasing some land so we can start a new public safety center which would incorporate a fire station police substation and some component of a community spot where they can either come and do reports or have community meetings so i think that's going to be fantastic and then we also are adding to the women's memorial a nice feature there that's just going to be remarkable to pay tribute to missing women and indigenous women in our city and our state. One of the projects that I'm proudest of in the district is our visitor center. And we're so excited. This is vision and a dream of the community for over 30 years now. And they've always had this desire to make sure that they put something in our community that would be transformative for our community, that would not only be something that held loads of people from the community, but that it was something that people from all over Albuquerque, all over the state, and all over the nation can come and admire and visit. And it's right off of the historic Route 66, which we will be celebrating the 100th year in 2026. And so it's going to be primed and ready to welcome visitors from everywhere. Hello, I'm Renee Grout, and I'm proud to be the new counselor for District 9. I've been able to hit the ground running, and I have a lot of good news about the East Gateway to share with you. Construction has begun on a slide at Wanda Bow Hills Park. This is no ordinary playground slide. It actually is a slide. The manufacturer tells us that this will be the longest slide in the state. The St. Arrow Community Center opened to the public in January. It serves as the gateway to the Harris Arroyo open space and working to acquire the land in the Tejeras Biological Zone to create a corridor for hiking, natural preservation, and study. I have a lot of plans for the future for a corner of the city. One of my biggest priorities is to revitalize Central Avenue. It's designated as a redevelopment area. And there's a plan in place that includes new lighting, improved pedestrian facilities, and public art. It just needs to be implemented. I intend to raise the money to start implementing it now. East Central is the gateway to our, and the first thing people see when they're driving Route 66 west through to Harris Canyon. I want them to experience a vibrant, growing city with people who can take pride in it. Hi, I'm Tammy Feeblecorn. I have the privilege of serving the good people of District 7 on City Council. And um, our district is really the heart of Albuquerque. We have everything from shopping centers and lots of business, great residential areas, and lots and lots of parks, which are really the gem of, of Albuquerque and 
general, I think. The project that I'm most excited about this year is that we're right in the middle of um, uh, renovations to Los Altos Park. And the result is gonna be amazing. It's gonna have five giant softball fields. We're gonna have a BMX bump track, wading pool, uh, dog park, new walking path. It's gonna be a real gem for not only District 7, but it's gonna bring people in from across the city, across the region, so we're really proud. I love District 7, I've been living there for a very long time and I will never move. Something for everyone. One of the other things I'm really excited about is the Windrock development. There's gonna be a new park going in there um, with a reclaimed water pond, and it's gonna be a great place for the citizen to congregate and have entertainment. So for all kinds of outdoor activities, District 7 is your place. Hi, I'm Pat. I'm the city councilor for District 6. We're one of the largest districts in the city, including everywhere from the brand new Mesa del Sol in the airport, all the way down Central Avenue from UNM through the International District. The Southeast Albuquerque includes everything like Knob Hill, which is booming again with new restaurants and new stores and shops and weekend people out on foot, exploring all the cool new things to do again post pandemic. But probably the biggest project uh, that's long overdue is we're ready to open the $15 International District Library starting this summer. It's the city's largest in our library system uh, in, in almost a decade. And it's taken us about that to build it. But this will be a new for the International District, the community that has speaks more than two around the world, is the home for lots of immigrants and folks that are learn how to use our, our library system to make their life better for whether you're starting up a business or kids after school, um, there's a little bit for everybody in this new place. And it really is a way to show off the amazing communities of the international district. The cool thing about being in our old neighborhood is watching so many young families come back. It is the 87108 in Southeast Heights. It's the highest zip code for millennial in this booming housing market. We have added more than 4,000 jobs to District 6 during the pandemic from Netflix expansion, all the way to new investments and new space keys at the airport and in our areas. It is the booming part of the city and it's where some are back to New Mexico and finding home again. Thank you to the entire city council for your hard work and dedicated districts. In this city, we lift up the voices of everyone here in our community, and our next speaker is an accomplished poet and student at Amy Beale High School. He has been published in multiple works and worked on projects throughout the city. Wait, is this Hakeem Bellamy? Wow, surprise. To us, welcome to all hot sun burning into our skin, the river that cuts through our middle, that familiar sandy feel of stucco walls. Heart that covers every corner of every building, this is Albuquerque, a hidden gem nestled enchanting state. Burke, a safe place for those from far away, tough times meet tougher people, Carved in stone by the ancestors they honor, just a look in their eyes seems to say, we are staying. History woven in the strange 
changes of places, the same same people, like a time loop that never ends, but this time it's something you aren't sick of. Porque a mix of culture and emotions, our community, the one we've had since forever, the one we make our own. A place for new beginnings, a place for the historic, we are not a place to end. Thank you, Adelio, for that beautiful poem. Since stepping into the role of First Lady of Albuquerque, Dr. Elizabeth Kiston Keller has worked closely with our Office of Civic Engagement to help more residents get involved in our community and volunteers on her own time bringing their children, Jack and Maya, to help with projects around the city, teaching them the importance of getting involved in your community. At the Albuquerque, we invite everyone to get involved in making our city the best it can be. Choose one to do to make a positive impact, whether it's volunteering your time, working in public service, or lending it to a neighbor in need. The fact that things and people have survived here points to the fact that we always and it's a question of will Albuquerque fail or succeed? It's just how will Albuquerque go about continuing to be itself? And we have the ability to just that self looks like as a people for our kids. I think if I had a button and I can just press it and tell people what they should do for the city is just care more. Care more for one another. So let's galvanize our folks to get in and really do that hard work that community to community work, and I think that would be the magic pill to lift us up. What is the thing I can do today, once a week, once a month? What is the thing I'm going to engage in to try and If I could have somebody do one thing to really address these problems, it's to do what you're absolutely best at. You're already good at it. You don't have to stop and learn anything new. You can apply what you are already fantastically skilled at to the problem. So the one thing I'm telling people to do really is to active, right? Get into your communities and create that change. Be that that generations. I will say it until I can't breathe anymore. Scratching a check for fifty dollars to your local not for profits not doing the job, right? We need to get out and we need to do the real work. Think about it. If you get a room and you're like, hey, this is we're looking at all these problems. We're gonna this. You don't have to learn anything new. I want you to do what you're already good at. You have a hundred experts of Throughout Mayor Keller's administration, the First Lady has been a leader supporter of our community, and in difficult times, she has been a steady voice of hope and compassion. We are so grateful for her love and commitment to our community. It is my pleasure to introduce you to our First Lady, Elizabeth Kiston Keller. big and small that you are doing to create a safe and inclusive and an innovative community here in Albuquerque that works for all. I want to give a special thanks as well to all of the staff and volunteers who are working behind the scenes uh, and 
throughout this event today to make it happen. I think we can easily say that we will never take an in-person gathering for granted again and the hard work that goes into that. I also want to give huge thanks to all of the leaders and all of the staff at the of Albuquerque who, and I still get emotional talking about it, have worked so hard for the last two years, two and a half years, to make gatherings like this possible, to make all of the work you saw today possible. So a huge round of applause for all of you. Very special thanks are also due to our family. Uh, to say what Tim and I do uh, would not be possible without them is easily the understatement of the year. In just the last 48 hours, they've helped with summer camp drop-off and pick-up and swim lessons and coaching basketball at bedtimes and dinners. Um, and I know we're not alone, that almost everybody here, all of our leaders at the city, all of our community partners, credible families behind them, uh, whose support, whose love, whose care make all of this work we do together possible. So a huge round of applause for all of the families that let us do this work. So I have been truly fortunate in just this to engage in some powerful moments of community celebration and gathering. From volunteer recognition ceremonies, to flamenco performances, to Juneteenth, a group for a new creative arts and education space, and a rally to protect human rights. And while these rings was totally different, they were all filled with those endearingly awkward moments we figure out if we're gonna fist bump or elbow tap or side hug or just full on embrace. And they were also filled with a whole range of intense and overlapping emotions. The grief, the anger, the fear, the hope, the pride, the optimism that marks this spin. You could feel the thrill of much needed rain and the worry flooding for our neighbors up north. You can feel the joy of having kids back in school and playing sports, families out shopping, and real concerns about safety in these shared spaces. And you could feel the deep appreciation for our state's commitment to equity, inclusion, and women's rights, and sadness and anger. Alongside it, the sadness and anger and devastation for the change happening nationally and the impacts that we know they have. So as we come together, right, with these emotions, we all feel the weight and the joy of all of it. It's time, one volunteer said to me, where everything feels unstable in new and familiar ways where we're just trying to get our from the ground, to find and hold on to one another as we navigate it all. 
So as we navigate this tumultuous moment, as we find ourselves community and find our way back to community, I found myself returning only to some of the voices you've heard in this video or the other voices you'll hear today. All right, wait. So we got to stop here. There's uh, wait, much like we saw from Cassidy on the uh, Donald Trump stuff and then all the rest of the emotions that we've seen and the fake emotions. That's really all we're getting. I mean, these are people who have dominated the state for 80 Them, their party, they are the results. There's no speak whatsoever about crime. There's a, a bigger uh, sort of tip of the hat to Roe v. Wade in diversity and evening things out than there is an actuality of what's happening here in the city of Albuquerque. I mean, talk about completely and totally disconnected, living in their own world that is completely a bubble. Uh, I think exhibited and exhibited in the uh, quote-unquote first lady, if you want to call her that, of Albuquerque's words and, and her address there at the rail yards to say that it's uh, overstated is an understatement overstated is an understatement um the uh, amount of uh, sort of emotional manipulation and contortion that's going out verbally and uh, is nothing uh, short of a complete uh, conniving manipulation of the public of the city of albuquerque but also returning to wise words from two powerful Strategist scholar Adrian Marie Brown just as a place to practice and participate in care, attention, knowing and being known, being protected, having room to make mistakes and still. I feel like the, they're almost giving a speech or they're giving an address that they would want their parents to make or something that they've, you know, oftentimes maybe watched on PBS or, or maybe some other. Uh, thing that they've uh, watched at one of their uh, hoity-toity uh, Ivy League schools. I think this is so disjointed, disconnected from the people of Albuquerque, uh, yet they are attempting to connect in such a way as to sort of thrust uh, their um, idea of the world upon people. And uh, the only people that are really responding are the people that are in that crowd who are all either RSVP'd or part of this little crew. Not just allowed to be there, but to be valuable to heal, to work community, she writes, feels responsible for each other. And it's the author, Bell Hooks, who reminded us that the challenge these days somewhere to belong to some particular place, invest in it, draw strength and courage from it, and to dwell in community. So I want to thank you all because what we see in this room today and what you saw as you walked through the halls today are incredible investments that each and of you have made or have the opportunity to make in community. All right, Dowd, I have to add, pause this. This is too much. Uh, you know, I have not watched this whole entire thing, Dowd. Uh, is she crying the whole time? Is this, Did she cry her way through that entire speech? Yeah, Eddie, I um, I've long marveled at the, uh, the the emotional, the natural emotional setting of the liberal moonbat progressive. Uh, this raging narcissist has led led a life of privilege, the likes of which ninety nine point.
uh, 99% of us could not uh, imagine. Uh, she is a, she lists her LinkedIn account. Uh, Lizzie calls herself an interdisciplinary problem solver. She's had a no-show job, uh, low workload job at Sandia National Laboratories for the last uh, 10 years and six months. So uh, that, that's a little uh, profile of, of, our, of our first lady. The woman she's, the two women she cited, uh, Adrian Marie Brown, uh, writer, activist, and facilitator, uh, not a mother, no, 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 shock, no shock there, who describes herself as a post-nationalist, uh, others are a black feminist or a womanist. She uh, is concept of the uh, Black Lives Matter, uh, Black Lives Matter, and the prison abolition uh, movement. Uh, and she has written extensively on sex, healing, self care, trauma, and science fiction. Uh, I guess she's a member of the Ruckus Society, which trains people in nonviolent direct action strategy and consultation for activists working on social justice, human rights, migrant rights, workers' rights, and environmental justice. The other author she cited, these are her two heroes, uh, Bell Hooks, best known, she passed away uh, late last year, she's best known black woman, both of course, black women, you can't, you know, you gotta have BIPOC, uh, best known for her writings on race, feminism, and class. Uh, she explored the intersectionality of race, capitalism, gender, and what she described as the produce and perpetuate systems of oppression and class domination. Uh, this deeply out-of-touch first lady, our lady, uh, Lizzie Keller, has, as you said, uh, no connection to the, uh, I'll use a left-wing term, the lived experience, the average Burkino just trying to make a living uh, and avoid being shot, being robbed. Uh, she's never going to take uh, in-person ga gatherings for granted again. Well, people like your husband and all the other politician he's, politicians he hangs out with, they're the blows down our state for two years. So look in the mirror, uh, sweetheart. And uh, I, I, again, I, I, will, I will finish up with, I, I took down a specific quote, uh, everything feels unstable. Uh, these people live in emotionalism and fear and you know the corner. And uh, it, it's, it, it's why I've always said, you know, as a libertarian, I'm not a conservative. I'm not a. If I'm on that desert, I will. I want to be on the desert island, desert island with the conservatives, because there is just something about people on the right where people have they they most of them appeal to a higher authority. They believe to a higher they believe in a higher authority than government. They have more self confidence. Uh, they have more practical experience. Uh, this woman is putting on a masterclass uh, of of uh, progressive. Uh, Naval gazing and sort of sustering, and literally, as you say, Eddie, crying through most of this speech meant for the once great city of Albuquerque. Yeah, I think uh, this is a, I think it's an emotional ploy. Um, the self fiction uh, throughout in, in an attempt to redefine yep. uh, the environment uh, to characterize a narrative that is totally false and disjointed, disconnected from, I think, the community of which she is addressing. Uh, and I think the pleading that she's making, I think is even more so because I think it's so hollow. I think because there is no resonance or any truth in what she's saying. So uh, what better way to do it than to uh, manipulate somebody and get them to plead with you, uh, which I that she would probably have to have done a lot of over the last year. Uh, that is the first lady uh, of uh, the city of Albuquerque. Let's continue with the State of the City 2022. This journey together, we know this work will be hard 
and continuous. But we also know it will be some of the most important work we do. Now and ever, we must commit every single day to continuing a safe, inclusive community where everyone feels respected and protected and able to thrive. So without further ado, here to talk about where we are in this journey, the important work we've done together, the challenges we continue to face, and what lies ahead on our horizon. I love our mayor, Tim Keller, and our favorite sidekick, Jack. Yeah, the middle mayor. Well, good afternoon, Albuquerque. It is great to see everyone here today and to be together again. Thank you so much to everyone who came out here and also to those tuning in. You know, in the last year, we've seen our community's classy return from first Fridays to the balloon fiesta to Summerfest, live music and sports. Burke is back. It's cranial, isn't it? You know, we celebrate these returns again, and we feel that one Albuquerque spirit that our city a special place. And it's days like today when we see the energy among us, the commitment and the creativity of us, never fails to give me hope. Now, we also know that unfortunately, coming out of the pandemic, decades of old challenges are back with the vengeance too. And you know, being mayor these times, has required fending off what's a constant stream of crises. Crime, homelessness, addiction, paired with COVID, fires raging across the state. We've all had to trust what we've been doing. Whether it's those of us who've had to change where we actually live, whether it's our families too often having to change our behaviors because of sea or for shelter or for rehab or for treatment or even for the loss of a loved one. And actually, I have to tell you, I think, is this the state of our city? Make no mistake, we have been through some very dark days. But I want everyone to look around you today at each other for a reminded that in the midst of the frustration and the fears, there are so many people out here today and all around our city who through small and large acts kindness, courage, and bravery have provided light to our city. What they see and what we share today is the hard work of so many to tame these challenges 
and to tackle them with trademark spirit and determination. I believe the real state of the city is a city that is holding the line during difficult times. It is a city that has not and will not stop advancing towards a horizon that brings out the best in Burke. That is our state of the city. Now, not long ago, one morning, not like this, not unlike this morning, I drove up north with our team and we wanted to see what we could do to help the fire evacuees. So many who are family and friends of us right here in our city. And as the sun rose and we entered the north, the day shined a light on the astonishing and resilient spirit that is why we call this place in the Southwest home. Albuquerque once again stepped up for those evacuees. Members of our Albuquerque Fire Department, Police Department, Community Safety Department, and dozens of staff from across city government around the clock and took care of over a thousand evacuees in our community. Provide aid, shelter, and supplies, one Albuquerque style. Thank you to everyone who helped the evacuees. Now we know that we have unmistakable scrappiness when it comes comes to a crisis. We get creative, we figure things out. I know we can bring that horizon right back here to the Duke City. Our horizon is a city that is growing, a city that has more opportunities for our children, a city that is safe, a city that is sustainable. Our city stands out as one of America's most unique, really special places defined by our culture and by our landscape, a place where each of us has a bright horizon. That is Alps horizon. Now, we also know it's no secret that crime casts longest shadow over our horizon. So much of the progress we made reducing violence was erased by the pandemic. Albuquerque is obviously not alone. We know that mental addiction and gun violence have found their way into every corner of the country. It was about nine months ago we made two decisions at APD that I believe drastically changed the trajectory of Vince and also saved our city from falling into the abyss. First, we convened leaders from every level justice system and we got them to join us in acknowledging and taking for a broken criminal justice system, a system that all too often its perpetrators of violent crime return to our streets. The judiciary go woefully unpaid and understaffed and hinders the arrest of felons with assault weapons. We, and I mean we, APD, City Council, the County Commission, the Legislature, the DA, the AG, and the courts, we all have a role to play in fixing that broken system. We must individually commit to supporting each other's work so that there are fewer, more justice, and a truly safer community. This is the thesis of the Metro Crime Initiative. Now, in the last legislative session, this work helped bring needed change to a few pieces, a few broken functions that were hindering justice and safety. Now we actually have ankle monitors that are monitored. Now we have funding for violence intervention programs that work, and we have more tools available 
combat gun crime, but we have so much further to go. That is why we're convening the criminal justice community again this summer for NCI. We're going to get right back in, and we're going to keep pushing for real change when it comes to spiking gun violence, fentanyl trafficking and treatment, demolence, and that persistent revolving door. Now, our police department is also doing its part. There is a safer city on the horizon. We are going to reach it by enacting reform that works, by ramping up investigative powers at APD, by investing in our officers in recruiting and in having their back with the resources they need, including the historic $50 million we have put in crowding technology. And we heard you loud and clear when it comes to taking back our streets from those who are driving and taking innocent lives. And now you see the beginning of that with automated speed cameras bringing safety back to our streets. Now the second decision we made was also an APD to take control of the DOJ reform process. This was a process where we had been backsliding. And for years, our city was stuck month after month without forward motion. We were weighed down by bureaucracy and weighted down by low morale. Now we are committed to reform, but we are committed to reform at a much faster pace. We are rejecting patently bad ideas for the department. We are standing up for truth in the process, and we are doing reform in Albuquerque in step with the community and the department. And we're gonna do it to last. Now we support our officers, and we will get the resources they need to fight crime, and we will also hold them to the highest standards of public service. Now, in case you didn't see this, the last monitor's report showed the most significant process the department progress the department has ever made, nearing full compliance in every category. That is a tremendous achievement. I want to thank everyone involved in that process. Now, because of that progress, I'm announcing here today that our administration is moving to suspend a quarter of the DOJ settlement agreement. APD has demonstrated the results, and now it's time to focus on those remaining reform tasks and get our officers assigned crime. So here to tell you more about this is our Chief of Police, Harold Medina. As Mayor Keller said, every part of the criminal justice system must take responsibility for a piece of fighting crime and creating safer communities. At APD, we take that responsibility seriously and have undergone major changes to improve investigations. Violent offenders must never think they can harm our communities without consequences. Since the start of this year, APD has arrested or charged 57 homicide suspects. Never in 25 years in law enforcement can I recall a moment when so many homicide cases were closed in our city. Violent criminals we caught. This year our teams have taken 295 firearms to the streets and made more than 1,800 felony arrests. I'm there and I lead APD's investigative bureau. Our team is working every 
every day to pursue justice for victims, hold those who commit violence accountable. The network of modern crime fighting technology that Keller has invested in bringing to Albuquerque has led to scores of homicide arrests with citywide gunshot detection technology and our new digital intelligence unit tracking online crime. Our officers respond to a shooting within minutes, track a suspect fleeing by car and investigate gang activity in ways we never have before. These are game changers in our work. We also started our first ever detective academy, a modern trained program teaching the best in investigative practices to get answers and build the strongest cases possible. APD is stepping up, not just on our violent crime, but also on scourge of dangerous driving, increase in speeding in our neighborhoods, and tragic road fatalities that spike during must change. Our traffic unit is conducting targeted enforcement operations and have issued more than 10,000 and made dozens of arrests for street racing. But we need behavior to change to stop speeding in Albuquerque. And no city has the officers to put someone on every busy street. That is why we launched our automated speeding program in the month. These devices track speeds and report back to our traffic use so that we can issue more tickets to more speeders with far less officers. This is about getting people to slow down and save lives, plain and simple. Thank you, Chief. Now, despite the improvements and even before the pandemic, our first responders and our 911 operators stretched very thin. So imagine policing. And we created a third branch law enforcement response to answer calls for mental health, substance abuse, and homelessness issues. It was born out of necessity, out of the fights, and out of our crime challenges. That's what birthed the Albuquerque Community Safety Department. And today, cities around America are actually looking to us for leadership in this area because of our ability to now blend 911 response with social workers and court outreach. PCS is taking hundreds of calls with these new first responders and freeing up officers to fight crime and EM to focus on emergency. Now, with a little bit more on this, I want to ask the woman whose leadership enabled this, Mariella Ruiz. Hi, I'm Mariella Ruiz Angel, Director of the Albuquerque Community Safety Department, ACS. The day to day work of our team is varied, needs in our communities. On a ride along with ACS, you might see our responders answer calls to connect with an unhoused community member, speak with them about the help that's available, and give them a ride to shelter or services. They do a wellness check on an individual asleep or unconscious, de-escalate a dispute between a tenant and a landlord, talk to somebody, someone in the throes of a behavioral health crisis down, connect them with help. These are situations that don't require a badge and a gun or the specialized training of an EMT. They require strong knowledge of is available in our community, patience, compassion, and sometimes a professional background in behavioral health care and social work. Training and skills CS team has. ACS is a trauma-informed professional 
public health team that Albuquerque and American cities have lacked for two with the new funding in the mayor's budget will be able to in coverage, a huge development for the department. We have 20 units in the field and have diverted over 10,000 calls out of the 911 and 311 queue. So and fire can focus on the emergencies that need, well, we focus on the calls that need ours. ACS is such a prime examiner horizon coming to so many in need and release, relief, replace, and fire. It's an approach we're using on our biggest issues and our most visible issues that includes crime, homelessness, and of course, addiction. Now these issues, especially homelessness and addiction, are unfortunately on display in so many areas in our city. I drive past Coronado Park almost every day. And I ask the same question I think all of you ask. What is going on there? It's also the same question we're asking in Denver, in Austin, in LA, where the crisis of the unhoused is even worse. Since 2015, homelessness has increased by 30% across the country. Now we have to do better than leaving people on the streets. We also have to do better than leaving them in a dangerous park. We have to open new ways, new pathways to long-standing problems and trust. We've got to be agile. We've got to learn. And we've got to keep creating pathways to stability. That is why we're visiting our approach to homelessness and to encampments. Now, when we're all looking for answers, the only answer in this situation across the country is an all-the-love approach. So yes, we already clear dozens of encampments leak. We will hold the line and enforce our laws when there are real safety issues. And when there are places our kids use, like community centers, pools, and parks programming. We also must create places where people can go so they don't just move down the road. Start from scratch. We can convert old hotels into apartments and we can continue our affordable housing. This is a national problem, but we have local answers. We need to be given permission and the approval to clear Colorado Park and create places for folks to go. We need zoning approval for the Gateway Center and every idea in between. Now we know that everyone has a story, folks here today and folks on the street. We have an obligation to compassion to people in our community who help finding their way out of dark places. They deserve to find their horizon too. That is why we will stand up against shallow ideas that will neither work or are remotely humane. We will not round up people. We will not force people onto a bus. We will not arrest people who have not committed an arrestable crime. We will not pull your officers off your 911 calls for somebody put out under a tree. We will not allow landlords to discriminate against renters using housing vouchers.
What we will do is be much more assertive. We are going to improve public safety and we're going to provide pathways off the street. With more on this, our Director of Family and Community Services, Carol Pierce. I'm Carol Pierce, Director of Albert Family and Community Services Department. In Albuquerque, unhoused residents seeking services and housing have to the city daily, moving between shelter, healthcare, and social service providers. Too often, falling out of care, not coming with the services they need to reach stable housing. We knew we needed a comprehensive approach and a space that could bridge these gaps and results for people who are unhoused and that's why we're building at the Gibson Health Hub, the space we're in now. At this hub, we have already launched critical services like the Trauma Recovery Center, a place to support victims of violence with ongoing care. Major pieces of this hub are under count and coming online in the months ahead, including the Gateway Center shelter. Hi, I'm Christina Carajon, the Gateway Center Administrator. Our goal at Gateway is to create a low-barrier trauma space where folks can develop and act on a plan to find stability. In phase one, Gateway will serve a good 200 women per year. And from there, we will expand and further for all genders and families. Over the course of 90 days, guests will work with case managers, actor in counseling, engage in job training, and importantly, they won't have to access these resources. Instead, they will walk right down the hall to the engagement center that we are building. Also down the hall will be a first responder drop-off, a medical respite, and a medical sobering center. These are all critical services that will work hand-in-hand -hand under the same roof to provide the best continuum of care possible for find stability. It's a network that will reduce the strain that our emergency rooms experience today and fill a vital public gap in our community. As these resources come online, they'll join services provided by our team in the Gibson Health Hub. Today, eight service providers already operate here, providing us from addiction treatment to acute long-term care. As we progress, our goal is to have 100% utilization of this space with new partners joining the hub and providing health care and services to the entire Albuquerque we're excited to be part of this here today because we know vital resource this space to be to Albuquerque's unsheltered and as a health hub, a place for healing and hope for the community whole. As you can see, this Gateway Center will make a difference for hundreds of lives. But it isn't the only answer to this crisis. Our housing voucher program also helps thousands of residents find apartments every year. And with council's help, and we have a couple of counselors here, let's give them a round of applause. Thanks so much, City Council. With their help over the last four years, we've increased our vouchers by 73%. And this year, we're taking a massive step forward. With $15 million, that means 1,000 off the street into housing. Now, all of these ideas may provide a bridge out of homes 
but we need opportunities on the other side too. We need an economy that works for all of us. Now, as a city, a thriving economy will bolster our work in respect of challenges that we're facing. And fortunately, Albuquerque has bounced back from the pandemic slump big time. Our metros, masthead companies like Netflix, Amazon, Intel, Blue Halo, companies that didn't even exist four years ago, they're all undergoing major expansions. And these companies confidence in investing in Albuquerque and they're bringing of dollars in thousands of good jobs to our city. And more innovators want to make Albuquerque their home. So I want to tell you about two. Right now, Hydrogen, a company working to pioneer zero emission airplane engines, is actually looking at the Sunport for their flagship manufacturing center. And just north of us today, on an empty lot next to Civic Plaza, that could become the world's newest headquarters for the aerospace and directed energy innovation. Albuquerque beat out fives and is now a finalist to build what's called the Space Valley Center. This is awesome, by the way. Round of applause for that. This is going to be a laboratory. It's going to be a startup incubator and a collab base that will be a singular game changer for our state's economy. These are full additions to our city. And we know that also our longstanding anchor for our workforce is, of course, our small businesses. And that's why with COVID finally gaining our offices of minority and small business development are back open and they're supporting entrepreneurs, our economic development department, our metropolitan redevelopment, our spearheading growth throughout the city. These offices have vastly expanded our on-the-job workforce skill up. But we must do more to create strategic career pipelines. We know that companies want employees who match their needs when it comes to sets. That's why this year we're starting Albuquerque's Youth Workforce Investment Program. Here to tell us more about that is our director, Charles Ashley. In Albuquerque's Youth Workforce Investment Program, high schoolers will spend three summers working with us, getting hands-on paid experience in our city department and learning about careers across the city from firefighting to finance when their program is complete, they'll be eligible for good jobs with the city or with our partners like GoTech, R4 Creative, Red Shovel Landscaping, Clearly Clean Janitorial Services, and UNM Architecture and Planning. This winter, we'll begin accepting participants for an inaugural class. This is, our, this is our real opportunities for our youth to pursue careers in our city, and it comes at a critical stage, in, especially for those who are not sure they have a degree. It also fills a gap as are seeking as they look to hire skilled and dedicated staff. These teenage years are one of life's first crossroads, and we want to make sure that young people have early experience in a professional setting, learning skills, seeing career paths, and forming mentorships at this formative stage in their life. Thank you, Charles. And you know, before our kids start thinking about jobs and careers, we also want them to be and enjoy being a kid in Albuquerque. And we know that means they have to have safe places to go. And that's why we opened the Singing Arrow Community Center, the Westgate Community Center, to do just that. And now we 
to explore the world from your neighborhood library, like the massive new one we are opening in the International District at the old Caravan East. This is gonna be a great facility, please check it out. And you know, my kids who were just up here today, I know what they're the most excited about. By far and away, it's what we're doing at the biopark. You know, the city has been hard at work on some of the biggest improvements ever constructed at our biopark. We are totally revamping the Asia and the Australia habitats so kids can immerse themselves in the grasslands and treetop canopies and learn what needs done to protect them. And we're gonna all be able to see this with a new electric tram that is gonna bring families from the aquarium to the zoo and to Tingley Beach. Now, when I'm at the biopark with my young family and I watch the kids with wonder in their eyes as they look at the zebras and the giraffes under our beautiful cottons, and I can't help but also think about our fragile you know, the actions they take to confront climate change are probably the most important legacy we're going to leave for our children. The work ahead is urgent, and we cannot, and we are not going to wait for Washington or anyone else to lead the way on climate change. So let's hear from our sustainability team leaders, Kelsey and Safe, about how we're doing just that. Over the past four years, Albuquerque has become a national leader in sustainability. Today, we stand as the fourth city in the United States for the most solar installed. We see the impacts of climate change every day in our higher city, and we know that the urgent work to resiliency must be done hand in hand with our community. That's why we worked with residents across the city to release the first climate action plan for Albuquerque in over a decade. The experiences of our frontline communities most directly impacted by the effect changing climate and we updated the course we need to take together. And it's why we're also pushing for community solar in New Mexico or easily tap into renewables. We're working to lower emissions across the board from transit to construction at the city. Our new brain center tracks energy use across city government, making a big difference in the sustainability of our facilities. We've installed 20 electric vehicle stations within 36 ports around the city to help drivers transition to electric vehicles. And this spring, we adopt a strong clean cars rules, first sold in the coming years, estimated to cut 130,000 tons of greenhouse gas and save New Mexicans over 200 million at the point 2050. We've also adopted new energy codes to ensure that the building going up in our city are meeting responsible standards for energy. One fleet of city vehicles is quickly going green. Our zero emissions first policy means we're switching gas and diesel, hybrid and electric. Summer, we are very excited to view our first electric buses. These buses are estimated to cut 5,000 tons of greenhouse gases, the equivalent of taking over a thousand vehicles off the road. As Kelsey and Safe said, this work does all of us. We're very fortunate to make bets on our future. This past year, we did something that not everyone is aware of. We want to share it with you again. We got together with President Velarde, Rebel, PNM, in the city of Albuquerque, 
And we actually built and opened the third largest solar array on Native American land across 500 acres of the Hickory Apache Nation. Now 38 solar project buildings plus that project mean that 88% of Albuquerque's government is powered by clean energy. And all of this that you've heard about has led Albuquerque to be named one of 15 renewable energy champion cities in America. And we're not even done yet. I've set a goal to hit 100% by 2025. So we're going to begin to close by this right back into this part of town, right back here to downtown. The only urban center in a thousand square miles in the heartbeat of the high desert. You know, as long as I can remember, we've been asking ourselves, what can we do to lift up downtown? And in the past, we've often bet on a shiny idea, but that's not really how downtowns work. The reality is our city is on a cusp of real change for the first chance. Post-COVID, people are sick of ISIS, high traffic and high density. And what used to attract everyone to Denver, Phoenix and Austin is actually driving them to Albuquerque. In our authentic downspace nearby, relatively affordable housing is a real part of this advantage. So now is the time to get downtown right. Now we know this has to be about co-creation. It's got to be business and residents being part of that team. Downtown needs to be a place that is number of all safe. It needs to be well lit and have destinations to go to in the evenings. It needs to be a place for artists and entrepreneurs to grow. That's our vision for downtown. And over the past few months, our new CAO, Lawrence Rayel and I, and our community members and our city planners, we've been working on a roadmap for a vibrant downtown that honors our history and guides us to the horizon. Let's hear more about this from Lawrence. Great cities to be found. This place is special and it deserves a renewed imagination, effort, and investment. That's why we're coming together with the community to create the Downtown Forward Action Plan. Create immediate steps that we can take to support a vibrant urban center. We have to ask ourselves, what can we do to lift up everything we love about this place in its history? What do we need to take to address its challenges and help our death thrive? We have to work together on many levels. We need to create more housing, so live in this community, help the unhoused get the support that they so desperately need. To build partnerships with creatives and entrepreneurs, there's many more fun things to do here for all the people of all ages. All right. I don't know how much more we can take, uh, but there you go. 512 here in the Kiva. And uh, that's uh, a, a crop of crap. Uh, story time hour here in the Kiva with the uh, last hour. That was your state of the city address. Uh, coming in loud and you're there from uh, Saturday. So, I mean, there's a whole host of things we could sort of unpack. Uh, it doesn't really, you know, behoove anybody to, you know, pretend as if any of or all of that uh, or 
one point of that uh, is even resonant. Um, right down to uh, our new, I believe he said CAO, uh, or Chief Administrative Officer, uh, Lawrence Rommel. You might recall that Lawrence was the uh, guy who got into a quote-unquote fender bender with someone and then uh, basically walked away from the uh, crash and afforded uh, and it was seemingly that he was uh, drinking uh, from what uh, the account had come back to uh, the First Lady and her emotional ploys and pleadings uh, with the community uh, to sustainability stuff that they were uh, putting out there. I mean, you know, top to bottom, left to right, uh, A to Z, the thing's a joke. The city's a joke. It's the worst-run city in the entire country. Full stop, to use Kamala's uh, term. Uh, full stop. There's no doubt about it. It is... Uh, these people had spent half as much time... Uh, writing prose and poetry and creating stories and dreaming up ideas about what might be and coming up with acronyms and cons visualizing and regurgitating uh, uh, old ideas that have been reached have become sort of the, the dreaded parts of, of our city uh, that they do in actually running the city and paying attention to your real needs. Uh, I think we might be, you know, moving in at least the right direction, but we are not. Um, Harold Medina's um, thoughts about um, policing and, and their accomplishments, you know, 1,800 uh, felony arrests, it's a nice big fat round number, like his uh, nice big fat round gut. Uh, I mean, as a man who's terribly out of shape, uh, uh, I think both uh, is indicative of not just his department, um, but overall the uh, big fat crime problem that we have here in our city, which we are now at uh, number 71 for the number of murders here on the year three this week, uh, matching a uh, total all time and the highest, highest uh, full half year. Uh, that is the true state of our city. We started to do today uh, instead of tomorrow because so many of you are picking up and leaving. And, um, you know, people aren't coming from Phoenix. People aren't coming from Salt Lake or Denver or Oklahoma or Texas. Uh, these are, again, are all stories that. So the Keller administration and Democrats uh, want to speak and tell themselves uh, all the time. And it, 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 they have a enabled uh, media uh, outlets and enabled uh, community media centers. Uh, and then, of course, social media, uh, like the types of the stop backing, start bragging group. But there's no amount of positivity in storytelling that's going to change the reality of that. Uh, Albuquerque sucks top to bottom. Um, and there seems to be no changing that. Um, I love it. It's my place. I want to live here, uh, but I want it to be a heck of a lot better than it is. And I don't know that the people who are running the city truly love it or if they're looking for, you know, their next uh, opportunity. Now, I will have to say that the thought immediately goes into my head that this is seemingly a stepping stone for each and every politician. Uh, there's no way for me to fully know that, but it seemingly is that very thing, that this is a stepping stone for Tim Keller to go to uh, a U.S. representative or become a senator that, uh, you know, Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham is using the governorship to go to her next, uh, her federal appointment uh, that she was hoping for. You know, there's always something. These people are uh, political careerists and they have no job other than to market and control you. None of this Absolutely zero of it is based in reality. It's a housing voucher program um, you know, where there's no address of the real problems that plague the city. 
then you have the enabling uh, other side uh, and you know their side as well. There's a Pena, Pat Davis, and then of course you heard R- Renee Grout there. So I think it's completely and totally disgusting. This is not a place where families are going to uh, <clears throat> flourish and and companies are going to compete and um, you know teams of people are going to thrive. I know that. Uh, I know you know that. And we all know that. Unfortunately, the leadership that's running our city is completely and totally unaware uh, about that. Or if they are, they have a good way of hiding it uh, from you. So 550, 50, 500, lots of text coming in as uh, I'm doing some of the things. And you know what? You, you got to be cool. I think about some of the things that I do on a daily basis. I have to do. I think I could sit here and bore you with my day. I've literally been knee deep in some of the stuff I've been doing with uh, my engineer all day here, Brian, at the station as we install our automation system, which is um, something that needed to be done for quite a while. And, you know, $8,000 later and all various other uh, responsibilities have in addition to marketing and selling and, you know, talk politicos and running for uh, political stuff, you know, and to mention my kids uh, <laughs> here in studio and, you know, I really try to, um, you know, live my life the best I can. I think I'd chill out when it comes to me not being on the air. You get a little bit, and you guys need it. You guys need to be a little bit cooler with me. Uh, here you go. Gagging soon will puke from uh, uh, positivity. I told you what you were getting today, so there it is. Uh, you could have turned the channel, and, and that's fine. But uh, I think it's stuff. I'm glad that you're hearing it, and hopefully it's getting you angry, and you're not going to rest very well during this quote-unquote restful weekend. Stop seeing to do take. Drop dead government. Get away from the people. All right. Very good. <clears throat> uh, J-Man uh, checks in with a whole host of texts. These are always very constructive. Uh, J-Man, probably one of the best contributors at rockoftalk.chat. Absolutely. Uh, Eddie, uh, interesting how the councilman calls the war zone the international district. <laughs> Again, this is phrasing. It's all nomenclature. It's about uh, redirecting uh, energies uh, for them so that they can't be called out on their BS. Uh, interesting how Mrs. Keller is crying over the problems in these world these days. But the Democrat totalitarian socialism has always been the problem. Keller wants to fix what he has broken in ABQ. When you look up the hypocrite in the dictionary, you see a picture of Mayor Tim Keller. Maybe if we had better schools, Eddie, better opportunities for employment, better health care, less homelessness from illegals coming from the border and better infrastructure, we wouldn't have to worry so much about beating up the police to fight crime. Well, um, the police aren't beefed up. I believe we are sub-875 now. And um, if I'm not mistaken, didn't Keller say that the time that he would be reelected, he would get us to 1,200, 1,200 police. <clears throat> He's about uh, 320 short of that number. Uh, let's see. Generally, uh, Dave, I will forward the phones, and then you can jump in. Uh, I didn't vote for Killer Keller. My vote went for you, Eddie. Energy to kill? There's so much BS flowing from that speech. I have to hose out the interior of my truck. 100% renewable energy by 2025, just in time to take over the new mayor with blackout. Um, Let's see. Greg Zanetti, thank you. Uh, Pipe dreams, lies, and emissions. Yes, all, um, yes, uh, semi barf symbols. That's uh, very good. A well constructed, um, you know, response is most appreciated and uh, very well read on the air. Uh, let's see what else we've got here. Um, Eddie, this is some sickening S to listen to. It's pure BS. Unbelievable. 
what a COS. These people are puking all over town listening to this BS. Yes? Uh, Good. You didn't hear it, and they didn't play it up, and, uh, you know, I'm glad that you heard it, right? I think, uh, Dowd, I think that's one of the services we offer to our audience. Uh, We play things that you don't often get to listen to, and then the reality pipes in, and you complain to me like I'm the one who created it. I ran, (laughs) folks. I actually did the running. I did the work. I tried to do what I needed to do, and, you know, you didn't didn't do anything about it. So that's it. That's where it stops. I like how I'm to blame. Have you noticed that? that uh, it, somehow I'm always to blame in some weird way. Like I didn't do enough. Like I was supposed to do something for somebody. And even the, especially the Republicans. Eddie Mayor Keller, Roke, welcome fantasy. Welcome to Fantasy Island. That, that's about right. Eddie, Eddie, please, for the love of God, say something. Uh, what do you want me to say? I talk here for three hours a day. What do you, what do you want me to say to you? Like, honestly, how am I supposed to make you feel better about the choices that your city makes? And, again, it's by design. Embrace this. Uh, listening to the self-licking ice cream cone is horrible. Please edit some kind of narration or something. It's like Uncle Dry Heaves uh, from Marcus. Uh, Eddie, is this guy serious? What a joke. If that homeless guy sleeping under the tree is Tim's neighborhood, the police are being called. Trust me. Sounds like he's reading a storybook to Bunch of kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, what kind of uh, world is this? Uh, let's see. The traffic cameras are just a Trojan horse to bring back corporate policy to Albuquerque. Tim Keller is a corporate pig. Everyone else has homelessness, so it's not just an Albuquerque issue. That's his excuse for his failures as mayor of Albuquerque. And Tim Keller is a clown. How about producing a show today instead of this heavily produced city propaganda? Well, you get to listen to it, and uh, there you go. Thanks for listening all the way through, uh, Brian. Keller is a DB. Medina looks like a Frito Bandito, at least. I don't know what a Frito Bandito is, but it, it is bad. Frank from all in La Vega. What's up, Frank? <clears throat> Murder Mike is here. He's in studio. We'll get him momentarily. These speeches are totally aimed at women with PhDs in liberal arts. They are literally farting into wine glasses and sniffing them on South Park. <laughs> Nothing they're doing is <laughs> Look, Roy. MacBook. <laughs> These speeches just make me puke. Well, they make me puke um, as well, but I'm, I'm glad you're getting this. I hope you don't rest easy. <clears throat> just turn on the radio and catching your playing what I guess is a speech in a word pathetic. All that man does is anger me, Keller. I have nothing but a state and honesty hatred for his whole administration. They are the epitome of the wussification of the America. This whole woke crap. What a pathetic joke. I can hardly listen to this. Yeah, but you are governed by it. You are run by it. You are owned by it day in, day out. This is what you got, folks. Uh, rope sign. Uh, yuck, the Kellers are so fake. Double yuck, Kellers. It's like he's reading a children's book to a bunch of children. Oh. Oh, this is the talk on ABA. All right, the engineer's in the back working on some stuff, so I apologize. Yeah, that, that, went, that came through loud and clear, Brian. You there? Oh, okay, cool. He's on it. There so we got our we got support back there. Okay. Our engineers here. Can you imagine if I had to give that speech? Could be like your city sucks. There's no pay raises for the police. We've talked about how they'll do a better job if they get pay raises. Um, that doesn't work. 
we'll do a better job if we work longer hours. So we'll get a bit better job if your mayor's at the sign of every single murder scene and uh, trying to make connections. And, you know, heads are rolling, backs are cracking, and, uh, you know, we stop uh, covering ourselves and blanking ourselves in prose and poetry. You know, really. <laughs> it wouldn't be pretty. It's like, the state of our city, well, we're 50th and everything. We've got a terrible governor. Uh, I need some more money so I can handle some of, the, some of this. Uh, I'm willing to go ahead and take a pay cut because I don't need it. Uh, your city needs to go ahead and hire better uh, people. And uh, we're going to go ahead and de-unionize the entire city of Albuquerque, including uh, getting rid of uh, any sort of uh, collective bargaining agreements. So that way we could uh, focus more on the work of the city of Albuquerque. You should love the city of Albuquerque enough to want to stay here and uh, earn your right to be here. And uh, we're going to make our city work a little bit harder. I think that's a maybe a pretty good place to start out. What do you, what do you, what do you say? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be in uh, this neighborhood tomorrow, and uh, I'm going to be visiting this business, this business, and this business. We're going to ask them what they think. We're going to see what we can do and what we can leverage government to help these businesses, help this community. Uh, there's been 12 murders in this uh, particular area over the last year. Uh, we have a huge drug problem. We are not going to be um doing anything but cooperating uh with federal agents and we'll put that we'll put it on them we'll make sure that what's ours is ours and uh, we're going to incentivize our police based upon the arrests that they make and we'll bonus them on that sort of thing and they'll be like whoa what are you gonna what are you doing eddie well we have performance-based benefits now uh, uh, no longer overtime we're going to abolish all overtime the more criminals you bring in the more money you make uh the more drugs you Pulling out the streets, the more you get promoted. That's just kind of the way that it's going to work. I don't know. Something along those lines. You know, I'm just thinking out loud. Oh, and I'm going to fire Lawrence Rial and all the uh, the five chiefs, uh, you know, five parts of the administration for the police, and we're going to compete for that. I'll take all new applications. And I'll go ahead and uh, have an interim uh, police chief uh, until I find one. And I'm going to do a national search, and I'll do it myself. I don't need your help. I've got me and you know, my secretary and we're going to put in for applications and dictionary dave please call back when i'm ready to forward the phones i haven't opened the phones yet bro okay when i open the phones then you can call in all right i'm literally speaking i don't know what you have to say that's so damn important i don't care if we haven't talked in a month i don't need phone calls i really don't not interested okay if any of the droppings that people uh, start to push in, go, go sign up at rockoftalk.chat. Come up with something that's well-constructed. Come up with a text that's well-constructed that I can actually read on air. Okay? Take the time. Stop ringing me. When I say the phone lines are open, that's when you call. Thank you. I'd appreciate that. Oh, gosh. Uh, let's see. Are you here, uh, Murder Mike? Uh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I'm just enjoying all this. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> You're enjoying me getting angry. Uh, just, like, hello, we're, we're, we're not opening the phones yet. You can come in in a sec and you know, <clears throat> talk about what, uh, whatever you want to talk about. All right, so let's get some more text. We all had to adjust except for the government. Shake my head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of COVID, COVID blaming, COVID crying, whining. You know, whimpering. Oh, we've all had to go. We came out of COVID and it's even more. I'm like, where, 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 how did that become a reality? Please explain that to me. When you have less people on the streets, stores closed, you know, the police not having to do so much policing, and then, you know, have record high murder rates the last three years. Just idiocy. 
<clears throat> hey, those crocodile tears to his channeling might be real. He thought of ass kicking Harvey to face to face Sheriff Danny. Oh, no, of course, referring to the election. We, we knew that was going to come out, right? Los Altos Park with a new baseball field. Hey, sounds like a new destination for all the homeless that are currently in the area, Eddie. Wondering how many people who live, work, and play in Clarissa Pena's district have died in the district this year. Want to do the South Valley blotters? A bunch of buffoons, Eddie. Low IQ morons. Yeah. I love my city. I hate the people who run it. Uh, these city council fools just want to spend money on projects that do not matter. Yeah. How many times did they mention this rail yards thing? Like, I, I like how he mentioned Tingley Beach and uh, Murder Mike, the latest homicides were where? Tingley Beach and, <laughs> and Central. You know what the weapon of choice was? Guns. Well, the, uh, on Tingley, it was a vehicle accident. Yeah. That's what I yeah, yeah. Okay. It was vehicle, intentional vehicle accident. Yeah. That's correct. Do you think we should ban cars? I don't think. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Are we going to have a car buyback program? Well, I'll buy the first one if it's a... <laughs> or Murder Mike. <laughs> He's so Murder Mike over there without the cars. Murder Mike, I'll give you a ride. No, you don't need a ride, bro. You can ride the bus for free. Oh, yeah. Public transportation free where it's safe. We need to make our city safe. Public transportation mm. safe, right? I feel like watching South Park Cheetah I don't know what that is. Can't hear anything from the state of the city. Can't hear anything. I'm not sure what that was. Turn up your hearing aids, no. Turn to carry QE, a major supplier of guns and drugs for homeless busted. Oh, we really made a big dent. I bet. How big is it? We wouldn't know because we don't know who the major supplier is. But apparently, according to KRQE, who also supplied the mask ceremonies, and Jessica Karate continues to go ahead and trumpet. Uh, who did you say, Dad? Ben Ray Lujan, Marissa, Eddie, uh, Teresa Legere Fernandez, yes. Yeah, total left wing. What did you say? Fool, 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 left wing fool, TLF. It was a bandito that was busted, by the way. A bandito? Right. Yeah. Well, we see banditos all the time. Yeah. So. I don't know what, you know, the banditos were shooting people, I think, pretty much every year. Everyone's been a murder suspect at some time, seemingly. So mm -hmm. I don't think the, the, the banditos are the problem here in the city of Albuquerque. No. They are a problem by and large or can be a problem. But you kind of leave them alone. They kind of leave you alone, right? You just don't touch their bikes, you know. Don't look in their general direction. If they're banditos, they're kind of bad. Right? Kind of leave them alone. And hence the word bandito. <laughs> in this bust, APD says it recovered four guns, 4,500 fentanyl pills, meth, heroin, cocaine, crack, and $10,000 in cash. 4,500 uh, fentanyl pills. I don't think fentanyl comes in pill form. Uh, the actual fentanyl it does, does not. But uh, what they take on the street is cut with fentanyl and a few other drugs, which is in a pill. Yeah, well, this is idiocy. This is a fake. I mean, I'm not stupid. You don't make fentanyl pills. You lace things with fentanyl. Correct. What? What? Why? But apparently, let's let's act like we all know what we're talking about here. They've got 45 fentanyl. No, they, they don't have that. It's a, a myth. Meth, heroin, cocaine, crack, and $10,000 in cash. When did two people with four guns become defined as a major supplier? That's a good hot sauce. It's all a distraction. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Let's see. Okay. New signs coming in July 1st. And let's see, we got some more stuff. Thank you. I mean, success for a failure to go figure killer would do such a thing. That's what Dictionary had to say. Okay. Good. I'm glad we narrowed that down so we didn't have to hear for five minutes about how it go, how's it going today. I'm not, 
looking to build new relationships at this point. Even though I appreciate your support, you guys will continue to listen in. Oh, that Eddie Aragon, he's an a-hole. I'm not going to listen. Well, don't. You'll still listen. I watch your numbers. <laughs> the light <laughs> The light still goes off. In fact, the, the more abrasive uh, uh, I am, I, the more people listen. Yeah, it's amazing. <clears throat> I don't want to hear that. He's ill-mannered. He's terrible. That man would have been our mayor. He would have ripped our city apart. Oh, you know what? Because Tim, Tim Keller's putting it all together. Yeah, that's right. He's doing a bang-up He's job. Doing a really awesome, <laughs> awesome job of uh, ABQ, one, one ABQ. Uh, where was Hakeem Bellamy? Where's our black man for the city of Albuquerque? Uh, it was announced today, Eddie, that uh, the, the Daily Blast tomorrow, we have a new po- poet laureate what? In, in Duke City. Uh, uh, and a, um, let me see if I can get, yes, uh, a, a right. woman, uh, of course, a woman was picked. Uh, zero chance that, you know, a white male would have been picked. Uh, is she is a, last name? uh, her name, no, no, not at all. Only initial in the middle. Uh, Anna C. Martinez. She's a civil rights attorney, legislative analyst, poet, oh, mother, and grandmother. Send her to all the, uh, mental health calls that police go to. Well, you don't need to send her mental health. Just let her be the poet laureate. I mean, our whole entire city is suffering from mental health you know, issues. From, you and she's a, a native of Esp, New Mexico. Yes. Espa. Espa. What's the civil rights? <laughs> How can you want to help your community, Ana Martinez? I think we do the blotter tonight. What do you think? I think oh, heck yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think you think, uh, I think. I got some. Did you read it? I got some great I mean, they, they supplied us some. The, the <laughs> great thing about doing the Espanola blotter is that I do it live. It's spontaneous. <laughs> no, I do it as I'm reading it. I can't have the same reaction because if I've already read it, then I've already know I've already read it. I, I, you know, it's not, I don't practice it. <gasps> I have to do jumping jacks right before I get on. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to say. It, it can be hard for me because I know what's coming. Uh, and so sometimes it's, uh, you might hear me laughing ahead of time, folks, because I know what's coming. I, I've selected each one of these. I get to be your howdy doody, daddy. <laughs> howdy doody. Howdy doody. Well, uh, I get to be as howdy doody is. I remember. You ever watch Hee Haw? I did back in the day. Yeah. Are you kidding me? You don't know what he I grew up on Hee Haw. My oh, grandparents, I, 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 work, I grew up on Bonanza and Hee Haw. Hee Haw. Was there was there words to that? You rock, bro. The dictionary did so. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> Here we go. Uh, someone's educating me. Uh, would be a guy who probably knows drugs. Blues are fentanyl pills, Brian. They cost five bucks a pop, and they're real. They come from Mexico pre-packed. That is a fact, Jack. There it is. I didn't know. So. And if you're looking for the blues, um, the best place to go is the Santa Clara Apartments in Española, New Mexico. <laughs> the, the persistent problem property that we begin each police blotter with. Uh-oh, hold on. What's going on? Come over here. Hey. Well, what's going on? Come in over, come in over here. Brian's in the back. He's working on the computer. Okay, what's going on? Do you need some, some drinks? You want to state? Look, you can see over there. There's down murder mics in there. You want to go strap on some earphones and listen? Okay, go in there and I'll maybe I'll let you on the mic. Okay, well, then go listen in there. Okay, I know it's killing you. Today's a tough one. Murder mic, you stay on the same uh, mic, bro. 
We have no commercials today because I can't get nations not back up yet. So once it is, we'll be all set. Yeah. But I talk and actually, you know what? The kid's making himself ramen. It was bologna sandwiches, which I've taught the children. They both got ten dollars to go to to Ghetto Smiths. We went to Ghetto Smiths yesterday. They checked out. They did all their stuff. They were amazing. <laughs> you tell the kids where they're at. Like we weren't we weren't sort of marketing for nutrition. Like you know, I mean, I, I told them. I said, you know, homeless people they don't even get half of this. I imagine, this. and they're always when we get to Ims, they're like, well, Dad, do you have something for him? Do you have something for her? I said, no. But I, I never teach them to give the homeless people money because they can buy drugs. Apparently, we know now, for those of you a-holes who are giving homeless people five bucks a pill, you're basically giving them a knife or a gun uh, to put yep. to their head so they can go get $5 blues. So you're, you're an idiot, So just so you know. But if you want to go have them give them, you can send them to the Salvation Army. There's hot food just over the bridge. They hand out sacks of food. I think 100 sacks I stopped it in there. So had them, uh, they've gone over to the uh, Salvation Army. But... Um, they, do, they, they cost more than five dollars, by the way, on the street. They're, they're, they're more like between seven and ten dollars. I'm not here to talk about how much drugs cost. That was, that's besides the point. I I didn't know you were out there. Shopping. Are you shopping for drugs? I guess I'm on the street all the time. Okay, well, we don't really care how much they are. But we got somebody who texted in that said that they're five bucks a pill. So right. can we leave it at that? Yep. I've got my child in the room. He doesn't ask him how much money he made last night. Ask him. How much money did you make last night there, young man? $6. Wow. And what did he make? What did you do, Bastion? I ran two miles. I read 20 pages. What else did I do again? Oh, I, I washed the dishes. I kept quiet until five and no fight with my brother yesterday. And uh, I, I did 30 minutes of speaking spell. Clean. Yep, you vacuum, you clean up after yourself. And fix the bed. Yeah, and you dress yourself. So there you go. See? That's, That's incredible. That's pretty good. It's pretty incredible. Responsible. But he doesn't need to know what he can do with money. So That's... Oh, I won't dress Okay, I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, Bastion, you're always wanting to help homeless people, right? Y E S. Yeah, always. But he is. It's in his heart. He can't even stop it. He, like whatever he has in the car, he wants to give it. Very compassionate. More. It's beyond crazy, to be quite honest. He starts paying taxes. Uh, well, that compassion, that compassion level will decline substantially. <laughs> that is true. Ask him. He won't even share. If he does something really good, oh, he won't share his food with you though. His own food that's on his plate in front of him. How we doing, Brian? Where? Oh, okay, we're we're hit and miss on the uh, on the stuff. You're, you're getting live radio here on a Thursday to end the first half of the year. Ooh, look at those clouds out there. Where, there we go. Uh, we all had to adjust. Expect the government shake my head. Forty five hundred. And you thought Fantasy Island uh, was bad. 
No, I know I was talking about something else. Uh, this is a horrible city. Boise doesn't have any of these issues, but they also prosecute criminals. I just talked about uh, how what happens in the streets of Las Vegas. They basically arrest shoplifters. We are bulldozing parks because they are unsafe and promoting boxes for our children to interact with perverts online. Ooh, that's um, Medina not only looks like Buddy Hackett, but he talks like <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't you insult the memory Hackett. <laughs> Yeah, really. Um, interesting that people lecturing us that we feed the wildlife for the same ones that toss cash at game handles. So, hey, Sebastian, do you feel safe in the city? A little. Do you, do you feel safe when Dad's around? And Mommy. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah, and my family. Yeah, there you go. Very good. You feel, feel safe. Good. People I know. Yeah, does, does, does Dad carry guns? Sometimes. Are you afraid of guns? <laughs> a little. Yeah. You do. You, you you know where the guns are, and you don't worry about it, right? I want to shoot one. Someday, when you're old enough. Please. Okay, no problem. Put one of those in your hands when you're 12. 22. Pew, pew. All right. I want to shoot a shotgun. You know, someday. Just relax. We're going to get the uh, download for Murder Mike. You know why we call Murder Mike Murder Mike? I've got to wonder that myself. <laughs> As we talk about 71 murders uh, to kick off the year, uh, seven of those, I believe, under the age of 17. Sebastian, how old are you? Seven. There you go. So uh, the exact number of murders under the age of 17. Um, and uh, he is uh, living in reality uh, here in uh, old Albuquerque, Nuevo Mexico. Our Thursday wrap-up. Brought to you by Murder Mike and Oli in the Kiva, um, named way before the murder crisis, uh, way back in 2020. And uh, the shirt designed by one Brian McCarthy, who uh, put it all together, not to mention designed my logo, putting the, the stuff on the front of the uh, station. Just a great guy overall. I love Brian. And, and uh, what do you got this week? You're going to drill down on the numbers for us there, Murder Mike. Okay. Well, uh, where, we, where, where do we start? Well, you mentioned, you know, how uh, Keller was uh, talking about how they're going to clean up uh, the city. I, I just took a drive down Central today. Okay. Yesterday, sure. And I just thought I'd mention the fact that, you know, beginning from Tramway and going west, uh, there's nothing but rundown properties, mm-hmm. homeless people sleeping in the streets, sleeping mm-hmm. in the curbs. Yep. Uh, between Wyoming and San Pedro along Central, I kept 60. Homeless camps. Sixty homeless camps. So what? 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 It, what makes a homeless camp? Is that more than a tent? A tent? Uh, usually, it com- it's comprised of a tent, maybe a shopping cart. Okay. Or a couple of you know, one. Okay, so you traverse Tramway Central, going all the way down west towards until you hit what? Well, well, basically, it slowed down about San Pedro. There was a few more, but it was your concentration. Well, six really six miles. Six miles. Louisiana. Six miles. Correct. All right. Six miles. There we go. Six miles. So basically, uh, per capita, if you will, uh, 10 homeless camps per mile right up and down Central. There you go. About that, yeah. And then, of course, we're not including Coronado Park, which they uh, clean up every two weeks. The city goes in there, cleans up after the homeless people, mm-hmm. and then they just keep littering it, trashing it, defecating in the park. All this is going basically on. a public. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Sebastian, do you like the zoo? Yes. You do, but not a zoo like that. So, uh, not a zoo like that. All right. Uh, lay it on us. Uh, all right. Well, okay. Like, no, 
Not as much as I like Explorer. Oh yeah, that is nice. I, I would agree. It's a good place to go. He like he knows those places. All right, uh, pipe down there, young man, and uh, let's go to Murder Mike's report. Go ahead. Okay, Eddie. First of all, we're looking at this week. We had eight homicides this week, and one officer involved shooting, which we failed to mention earlier. Okay. And this was uh, involving U.S. Marshals, and that that occurred on Monday and San Mateo by the Walgreens there. Okay. It was a, a unwanted felony, a felon, and U.S. Marshals had been pursuing him. He had jumped bail. He was out on parole and skipped parole. They caught him. He brandished a weapon and was shot by Marshals and subsequently uh, died a short time later. At least we don't have to pay for him to be in jail. That's uh, you know, got to on the upside. We had that. And, then, and now in order of occurrence, beginning mm-hmm. Saturday, okay. Saturday morning, uh, there was a suspicious uh, individual uh, deceased in a tent under the bridge in the Bosque. He was partially become decomposed, and that was in the area of Rainin, I believe it was, in Trisco. I'm not sure if I pronounced that street right. But then in, also on uh, Saturday afternoon, there was a shooting uh, and hop shooting homicide at Wyoming at Central. Then moving to Sunday, there was three homicides uh, beginning early in the morning at the Circle K at 98th and Central. A man found shot to death uh, at the Circle K. And then a short time later, a female victim was found shot to death in her South Valley residence. Both these homicides are related with the suspect in custody. And then uh, a short time later, shortly after 8 o'clock, a man was found deceased in the 200 block of Richmond, uh, Northeast. And then on Tuesday, Tuesday evening, there were three more homicides. The first occurred at Pennsylvania Central shortly after 8 o'clock. A male was found deceased with two gunshot wounds in the chest. He was on the side of the In and Out Mart right there at Pennsylvania Central. Police were investigating that. And then a short time later, at uh, 12.45 a.m., that's when the, the auto accident occurred on Timney Drive at, at Rio Grande, uh, where two people were killed. And it was an intentional uh, automobile act, road rage, or how it exactly occurred. But police are investigate, investigating that as a homicide. So we have a total of 57 homicides, one viable, and six suspicious deaths bringing our total homicide count to, as you mentioned earlier, 71. Now, in other news, there was uh, two... Repeat database. those numbers again. Uh, oh, you're yeah. confusing our audience. Yeah, sorry Again, again. <laughs> okay, there's a total of 56 homicides. You're looking at last week's numbers, right. and then we're and not one counting the... One just viable, and six suspicious deaths, and then plus the 80 brings us to 71. Okay. 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 And then there were stabbings. There were two stabbings this week. A male was stabbed in the head. He was in critical condition. And then last night, a female... Did we find out whether or not he lived? Uh, I'm still working on that. It, once they get to the hospital, it's hard to... Yeah. So what happens at that point? Well, when they get to the hospital, then it basically is taken over by hospital staff and then violent crime and homicide. Why do they, why do they limit information? Um, it's about HIPAA. A lot of it is HIPAA. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Once you get to the hospital, yeah, so a crime is committed on the streets, and uh, we're worried about HIPAA laws. Uh, yeah, we're, we're 
forcing uh, vaccination. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. Hey, so uh, Sebastian, did you say no to the vax, the vaccination this week? I never wanted a vaccination. There you go. I mean, Daddy, you said it better. Yeah, you can leave. You don't have to listen to the murders, but you know, I'd rather him that people get after me is like, could you let your son listen? You know, how could you let your son? Well, it's better than that. Then uh, you, you guys could decide to expose your children to drag shows at the, uh, you know, New Mexico United Stadium. How about that? Or, yeah, marching down Central in a drag queen parade. Yeah, that's, the, the that's in my opinion, that's a hell of a lot worse than murder. Extremely. Yeah. Talk about traumatized for life. Well, there was uh, the two stabbings. There was also two uh, two other shootings this week. They were non-life-threatening. Uh, there was 30, 33 shots fired call, including one that happened on Sunday night in downtown Albuquerque, where four individuals entered the Sunshine Building. And this is about a little before 2 a.m. with assault rifles and began shooting at cars and pedestrians. This was quickly brought under control by APD. These so going in and put us off to it really quickly before anybody was hurt. So, and then there was a, a total of 30 aggravated assaults. 50, or, I'm sorry, there was a, a total of 30 assaults. 15 were aggravated with a gun enhancement, and 15 were simple assaults. What? What? What's a simple assault? A simple assault is, you know, pushing you or me, threatening you, and then uh, ag- hey, uh, the the uh, Albuquerque Police Department will not respond to uh, calls. Uh, it will refer you to three one one instead of nine one one. But somehow, if uh, someone is put, that is a call that is reported. Uh, how about that for uh, response to crime? So don't put don't he's pushing me. Well, we're, we're trying to shift over to the uh, the uh, community services department because, uh, according to the mayor, they're getting calls from all over the country to learn about how effective our community service department is. Uh, folks, I'm going to leave it up to the audience. I know it's you know we're nearing the holidays, so uh, audience members might be down a little bit. Uh, let me know. Uh, you can text Eddie or you can email me. What you know, reach out however you want. Should I? Submit an IPRA Inspection of Public Records uh, Act request to inquire as to the number and the specific name the cities requesting information from Albuquerque uh, about how to run a community services department. I, I have a suspicion that he's exaggerating a, a little bit on that point. Uh, my vote is yes. I mean, okay. if, if it, as long as it doesn't cost you too much time, and it's, you know, can you just get like a general IPRA just sent me and then just fill in the blank? Yeah, you can just use the boilerplate little out him. Yep. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna vote, I'm gonna suggest that you sign up for rockoftalk.chat. So anytime that you want to communicate, uh, rather than you know even text me, just text out. He's very responsive. He's he's on the rockoftalk.chat all day long. I'm getting messages. I am indeed. Like yeah, so subscribe. <laughs> yeah, I, I you want an answer? Be a subscriber. I, I would I would respond to anybody else. But that's it. All right, continue. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm seeing there was a uh, thirty. Um, yeah, we were talking about 15 were aggravated. That means there was a weapon involved. Okay. And, and 30 were simple. It, it, an act, a, a suggestion, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Domestic disturbance calls, there was a total of 33, and uh, 30 of them were involving weapons. Mm. So Oof. domestic disturbance calls are going up. But they're involving weapons. Uh, there was a total of 18 drug overdoses. 
five words, nine echo, or, or unresponsive, not breathing. Uh, do they die? Does that mean dead? Uh, not quite. Oh. Unresponsive, unbreathing, but we have that golden now where you can try to revive them, and which is what happened in this case. Four of them were converted with Narcan, and one did, uh, unfortunately, one oh, did die. Okay. So. Yeah. And then uh, armed robberies are That's pretty good, one out of 18. Yeah. Well, you know, getting that fentanyl. <laughs> Everything in the world that comes from China and other places through Mexico. And it doesn't the come from other places. It comes from China. Okay. So, Be specific. It's a it's a weapon of war. But let's make sure we let the illegals in. I think it's important with their fentanyl. You know, not to mention, let's make sure that they use fentanyl to get into the country. Yeah, and then I think when they, you know, you all you have to do is just crush a little bit of fentanyl on your hands, put on a gas mask, and throw it at somebody, and it's a murder. Mm-hmm. Wow! Yeah, that's they, it. That's all you have to do. That would be considered aggravated assault. It wouldn't be considered anything because nobody would ever catch you doing something as really? zany and nutty as that. But literally, if you walk around with a mask, cover your face, you say, "Well, I'm just going to wipe out Mike Jones on people, <laughs> throw it at people it's like dust," you know. You can go like uh, LeBron James over at the NBA, you know, like on the sidelines. He used to throw the uh, whatever. The, there he does. That's in the air. You know, he could do that. Sounds <laughs> <clears throat> it's, um, it's, it, it's not it's not funny, but I mean, I mean these yeah. police officers. Honestly, if they got called for a drug situation, in my opinion, if you're a police officer, don't go, don't walk in there. You have no idea that you know, these criminals don't have fentanyl. They're going to throw it at you. You have to wear your mask. Like, I, want to, I need a hazmat team before I have to go to look at them. Because we're going to protect ourselves. These police officers, they, they OD. And if there's two or three of them that are there and they're not even make the call, these people, as soon as uh, they ingest, the moment they ingest that fentanyl, five seconds later, they're out on their asses. You have to call for Narcan to get like it's dangerous, very, very dangerous. I always carry them just in case, but it just forces happen. Don't go to you know, um, no good deed. Throw the uh, Narcan at them and say, Tell his buddies or friends to administer this. You, you won't, you know, you won't, you've got only so much time. You don't, you don't need to cut yourself short to save somebody else. That's true. I, I carry it. it just, yeah, just just talk to somebody. Say, hey, is he OBing? And then toss it. That, that's as far as that's more than you've done way more than anybody else could possibly do. Well, yeah, it's a little nasal spray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Thank God for Narcan. Um, I've heard of old overdoses where they've used as many as eight hits of Narcan, mm-hmm. and they've they've taken over nine to ten hits of fentanyl. And, opi- and opioids like uh, oxycodone. That's insane. Eight, eight hits of Narcan to revive them. That's insane. Uh, they are, and then you got to tip them over on their side on their left and, you know, well, making sure they're hanging. You have to put their body over their heart, so you have to uh, switch them over to the side. Yep. And then, right? Uh, with, with Narcan overdoses, when they come around, uh, 99% of the time, they are extremely violent. I mean, I've had them in the ambulance. Well, they're out of their mind. They know yeah. they have no recollection. Memory is gone. Um, just make sure for every overdose that's out there, make sure that you blame Michelle Lujan Grisham and Tim Keller, who are open borders advocates. And 
you know, they want to continue to bring that stuff here. Eddie, I'm looking at something from the uh, National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health Federal Bureaucracy. They recommend for first responders, this is a lengthy list of key recommendations, always wear nitrile gloves. I'm not sure what nitrile means. When illicit drugs may be present and change them properly when they become contaminated. Wear respiratory protection if powdered illicit drugs are visible or suspected. Avoid performing tasks or operations that may cause illicit drugs to become airborne. Do not touch the eyes, nose, or mouth after touching any surface that may be contaminated, etc. 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 If someone's choking and they look like they might be someone who's what would I go administer CPR? Hell no. Hell no. There would be exactly zero chances of me doing that. I'm like, I can't do anything for him. I don't know if he's on drugs. I don't know what, what kind of disease the person has. Like, we're at that point. Mm-hmm. Are, are we ago. not? You You were in an uh, ambulance. Yeah. Uh, what, do you, what do you call it? 25 years. I was an EMT. EMT. First responder. Ambulance. That's great. And uh, five years was all my transport. So, yeah, you can't even touch a drug user anymore. Is there someone who you think that might use drugs? You just have to just like walk the other way and hopefully they don't touch you with their hands. That's correct. And then they have, they're keeping them now in dollar bills. I've noticed that no money. All the, uh, yeah. So there you go. Cashless society. Although my my kids do get $1 bills for every chore achieved. Well, if you find a folded dollar bill on the floor of the restroom or something, do mm-hmm. not pick it up because I'm, there's a good chance that it has fentanyl in so it. So basically, you could leave a bunch of dollar bills laid with fentanyl at Coronado Park and, you know. Oh, they would die. You could have, a, you could have a guy in a Georgetown event. Just because I have uh, conceptualized it uh, doesn't mean I'm suggesting it. I'm not doing that at all. No, no, uh, no So, not. you know, however uh, distasteful someone might think uh, that that is out there, you need to also understand just how easily that this, this type of thing can happen. And, by the way, it will happen. Uh, you might remember, what was it, 2004, I uh, believe the drug on a Japanese subway train, I'm sure Dowd can uh, call it. We just had the anniversary of that, yes. What the was it yeah, it was the the, the Arum Shinkyo cult. Uh, yeah, that was the, the uh, they they put it on. Um, uh, they killed what eight or nine people on the subway system. Uh, 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 Shinriko, uh, a doomsday cult founded in '87. It carried out the Tokyo Tokyo Sarin attack in 1995. Sarin. Yep, yep. Sarin gas. You, you remember the movie The Rock, right? The BX gas, you know. You crack those little balls open. They just happen to be in the room and just, you know. <laughs> the rock on top. Waters always cry about, about their best. Sometimes it's appropriate and, to know, slap what, a woman. What do they do with the prom queen? <laughs> <laughs> Greatest Scotsman of all time. Of all time. I always enjoy that. He's got a good Scottish accent. He knows some. Apparently, he knows some. A little bit of exposure. Yep. And his his uh, his blogs are incredible. I turn to that all the time. Good. I need information. No wonder you're smarter than. Well, no, I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, continue, we'll Mike. <laughs> okay. Well, since I turn to traffic news, uh, forty. Uh, there was a female drunk driver who hit a BCSO unit on Monday night. <laughs> she was drunk, crashed into a, 
a BCSOU at a mugshot of that? We got a mugshot of that? It's probably somewhere. You got to find one of that. 528 in Crown Road. He was uh, injured, but not. Uh, it was not life threatening. I was on the way to the rich people's house. Yeah, she's got a she's got a drunk a drunk white boy with a silver hair ponytail up there. It was reported that she was driving out of control when she hit the unit. The That's kind of hard to do on that Corellis Village Road, no? Well, you know, drive fast and see. Drive slow and see our community. Drive fast and see. Our <laughs> Thank <drive>. you. Thank <laughs> you. I touched you well. There you go. I didn't even have to do the joke. The, the car was out of control because the, the former president, uh, Donald Trump, had grabbed the wheel, apparently, and that's why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let you guys do the show. I can just I'm here all week, folks. He was lunging. He was reaching. He was grabbing at it. Oh, my gosh. Really yeah, well, and. And then sticking with traffic on Tuesday afternoon, yeah. there was a vehicle versus pedestrian accident at U Central. That never uh, goes well. A female pedestrian was hit, and she is still in critical condition. Mm. So that, that was a bad crash. Yeah. And then so the driver weekend, was uh, probably drunk or on their phone or likely both. Well, you make the Central. That's a bad intersection. They, it can they be. Wait. I lived right there. That's where Officer yeah. Webster lost his life that's over correct. at uh, to uh, um, Lemon. Uh, is Lemon in, is he did he get life in prison uh, for shooting Officer Webster? I, I'm not sure. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I saw just the worst of our community right only out in 25. I was on the scene literally two minutes after it happened. I, I call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you're right. You were right down the street from there. Yeah, they had a very uh, famous uh, international district, less uh, than a half a mile. Parole. He got life without parole. Oh, he did. Good. Thank you. 2019. Yep. I got a little bit of video of him um, just wailing on somebody in front of Banana Joe's downtown in 2017. Yeah. He was a bad hombre. You think? Yeah, cop killer. He didn't care. And then over the weekend, we'll move along here to street racing. We were talking about that earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a street racing sting, sting quickly established at Carlisle. Mm-hmm. Uh, evidently, the social media, they had they had posted a lot of the racers had posted they were going to start racing in Carlisle and all, mm-hmm. and the police got a hold of it. They had Air One up, they had units in the area, and when they began racing, the uh, PD and SO combined, along with state police, converged on them and uh, made a total of 60 arrests. Really? Not, not, well, 60 tickets and arrests. Not all of them were arrested, but it, they. They managed to apprehend at least 16 of the drivers. Oh, look at that. That was a drop in the bucket because there's another 30 more on Montgomery and uh, Eubank mm-hmm. that are yeah. racing. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of Eubank and Central, South Eubank has been a, a racing. Uh, South Eubank. Yeah. I don't uh, know what South Eubank is. Well, uh, South of Central. All Can you give me base. a intersection? Yeah. If you go uh, south of Eubank from Central, uh, you go to There is base. no south of Eubank. Your bank runs uh, north south, bro. Right. So, uh, what do you what do you mean? Do you mean no, east you, or west of Eubank? Uh, no, you go uh, south of Central on Eubank. To south the of Central oh, sorry, on I, Eubank. Yeah, right. that's where I used to live. Yeah, that's that where they used to race even when I was in high school. I was, really? I, I raced out there. Right there on the entrance of the base, huh? Right after it kind of curves around, there was a little tree there, mm. and that was a point to place and yeah. a quarter mile marked off. Uh, the girls wear their little tops and roll around the roller skates and their little shorts. 
Not quite that elaborate, but it was uh, you know, used to race for. What else? Murder okay, Mike. Okay, well, moving right along here, there was uh, the street racing race. Uh, there was uh, uh, let's see, 16 drivers arrested for drunk driving. Okay. And, of course, as we all remember, I don't know, but uh, a speed camera was stolen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was in front of Cornell and Lyft. <laughs> and it was stolen in the middle of the day. <laughs> Way to go, Brooke Bustin. <laughs> you know what you you know what the definition of you know what anyway I'll just say this watch how stupid they are they'll replace it yeah, and it will go get ripped off again. Yep. You know how they put it there, right? Uh, well, the, uh, the seven-year-old they got one over. Right, and then there's one also at uh, Cole and Cornell as well. Same, same area. Same, yeah. same. I'm through there all the time. Yeah, I wonder how it gets me going on my scooter over there. There's that big guy on his scooter taking his laundry. Riding a scooter in this town is pretty dangerous. Although I've actually been, I've, run, I've, run, I've only fallen once. So, oh, you know, that's good. The, the curb snuck up on me. I didn't see the bump. I hope you're wearing a helmet. No, I'm not going to wear a helmet. But uh, get real now. I would. I'm a high performance athlete. I can catch <laughs> myself when I fall. Yeah, and like many of you women flat. out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd like to close by encouraging everybody to subscribe to Dow's blog. It's oh, okay. That's how, how nice of you. Can we encourage people to go to Metro Mike's? Yeah, I, I hope so. For the latest and greatest in uh, uh, radio equipment since 2006. Equipment, uh, collectibles. I just got in a huge box lot of Star Wars collectibles. Really? Complete. Huh. Uh, probably there's 30 or 40 of them in this box. Do you have Lando Calrissian? I have no idea. There's, I haven't opened What? You don't know who he is? You're a racist. I, I am very much. <laughs> He's the reason why Star Wars succeeded. Plus, uh, yeah, Colt 45. <laughs> well, I remember Colt 45, but after. How old is Billy D? Uh, he had a birthday uh, recently. Um, he's still with us. Uh, he was in the last Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, I think he's older than we think. I'm late 70s. 85? Yeah, 85. Oh. In April, he turned 85. Yeah. Dynamite taste of cold 45 works every time. Every time. <laughs> when I was a, a practicing alcoholic, I was yeah. 45. There was steel reserve, some of the huh. more cheap stuff that would just get you drunk on your, you know what. <laughs> that was your go-to, huh? That was one of them. Better than putting a Ford in your head. Well, yeah, you put a forty-five in your mouth, not in your head. So. Yeah, there you go. Right. But anyway, like I said, I, I, I really encourage everybody to Dallas newsletter. It's really that encourages people too. Yeah, I, I do. Less news than twenty cents a day, ladies and gentlemen. Let's uh, before we get to the Esplanader, we should do our top five. What is the top five of today's uh, read along, sing along at four in the morning? Uh, by the way, you get responses like at four thirty in the morning. Doubt. Have you noticed that? I do. Like yes, right away. Yes. Yes. Yeah, the responses come in earlier. I don't know. I feel like there's some weird algorithm. Do these people wake up with Clyde Lewis and Doubt Muska in the middle of the night? <laughs> they're, 
<laughs> but I appreciate uh, all feedback. Uh, you know, even the hate mail just makes me stronger. Um, and I, I receive very little hate mail. It's almost all encouraging. And like I said, Eddie J Man, uh, we've got some. We got uh, Mr. Chavez, I think online. I mean, we've got some real regulars who are just coming in on a daily basis, and we appreciate their feedback. And you can be part of the community too. www rock of talk.chat ladies and gentlemen at 4 a.m seven days a week not five days a week seven days a week you will get uh the daily blast and here are the links that you folks were the subscribers were interested in uh number one the houston chronicle did a fascinating article on nasa found a uh, documented a crash a impact crater on the moon and nobody knows where it came from or why it, uh, apparently it's a rock crash no maybe another country maybe some old piece of space junk that was flying around since apollo who nobody knows or to our friend nick wilbur over there at the conservative new mexican the real clear politics website uh says uh, oh that's the one today yesterday's was the betting odds one of those foreign political betting uh websites the there's been a 20 point shift toward mark ron Kennedy. and if you subscribe tonight ladies and gentlemen at four o'clock tomorrow you a.m. in the morning, you will get uh, the latest uh, poll that Real Clear Politics has shifted the the, the status of the gubernatorial from leaning Democrat to toss-up, meaning uh, this this race is in play, something nobody nationally would have guessed weeks or, or months but, ago. But who, but who guaranteed a uh, win for uh, the weather? The bold prediction has been made by uh, Edward Aragon. <laughs> uh, number three, talk about crime in Albuquerque. How about a crime in Santa Fe? The left-wing so-called alternative paper says that uh, the article is ripped off rides is booming in Santa Fe. Maybe it's all those Teslas. Uh, number four, Rio Grande Sun, our friends at the Rio Grande Sun with the police blotter. But the new police chief says that it's really more of a perception of crime in Espanol than a reality of crime. Uh, and then at the end of the article, he says, uh, people keep telling him, I'm not going to let grandma go to Walgreens alone. So I, I, maybe it's actually people in the community actually do know what's going on. Uh, number five, new uh, new data from, I guess, Alameda County, Northern California. They carried it to, I guess they reimposed the mask mandate in that county. And, and San Francisco newspaper looked at all the other surrounding counties, and there was no impact at all on the mask mandate in that particular county as if we needed more data on the failure of mask mandates. So that's the day, folks. Rock of talk chat. Rock of talk chat. Rock of talk Wow, that was, that was strong. Don't get it anywhere else. What a day. All right, so, uh, Brian's heading out, poor guy. This guy's been in Colorado. How are you doing, Brian? What's that? Oh, we're getting that. There we go. You're on the air. We are on the air. I went to see the Princess State, and your station sounded a hundred percent excellent on the other side of the mountain. Yeah, very, very good. All right, so that was stuff. Uh, literally, so you know that I'm playing it live. I got to go all the way to Dowd Musk. Where is? Oh, let's cover some of the stuff from Dowd Musk. Now, you got some good stuff that you heard with me before we get to the GPS but water because okay. got some talk to pick up. <clears throat> By the way, the kids will not be eating bomb and bologna sandwiches tonight. Just so you know. <laughs> give me a hard. I, I'm trying to get them understanding, you know, at an early age. They have a dentist, they go to the doctor, you know, you know. <laughs> All of a sudden, you bring up ramen and bologna sandwich, everyone's like, well, should, should we be donating to the Rock of Talk? No, I, I want them to understand what, how far money, you know, goes. That's what I have for you. You could either travel 30 miles in my vehicle, or which isn't very far, or you can buy two for four bucks 
Maloney, Oscar Meyer, O S T A R M E Y E R. Did you know the song? O S T A R M E Y E R. B O L O G A, right? I mean, I'm teaching them the song. I grew up with it. I mean, if you don't, if you don't like my baloney has it's O S C A R. My baloney has a second name. It's M A Y E R. Oh, I love to eat it every day. And if I'll say, Oscar Mayer has a B O L O G N A. They got to learn how to bring back memories from that way, way back. Well, we can't do the Kool Aid Man. We burst through. You know, you can't through Kool Aid. But do you know the Oscar Mayer hot dog? I oh, I wish, wish I were an Oscar Mayer wiener. wiener. <laughs> that is what I truly wish to be. Or if I were an Oscar Mayer wiener. In Milwaukee, you know. <laughs> the way back machine. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> we did the one hour state of the city. Doubt is uh, tracking what everybody buys and wants to follow suit here. The United States, uh, our president wants to do that. Why does he want to do that? Uh, you sent this to me, and uh, I imagine it will be uh, included in Dowd's extra clip. Uh, probably in, 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 at 4 a.m., yeah. Uh, no, the Norwegian Broadcasting Corporation has noted that the official statistics bureau, so the Census Bureau of Norway, is going to start direct tracking grocery store purchases, okay? Ooh. And this is a, a, a statistics Norway demands to know exactly what Norwegians buy in the grocery store. So the chains uh, Norg's Gruppen, Co-op, Brunpris, and Rama, uh, they are seek data uh, with, uh, with a statistical agency. A payment service provider that provides about 80% of all in-store payments has been required to share detailed information on these transactions, as many as one. 0.6 billion transactions stored each year. Uh, the justification is for the government to better improve its social welfare programs and properly adjust tax policies. So the author of this piece is saying, you know what? That kind of crazy social planning totalitarianism is uh, the kind of thing that the White House, not necessarily Biden, who's probably never heard of Norway, but Biden's flunkies, would be extremely interested in that in an executive order issued in March 2022. The White House directs several federal agencies to study the creation of a programmable central bank digital currency. Folks, see theories when it starts to become fact. Uh, this, uh, let's keep our eyes on this one. Let's, let's keep our eyes on this one. So is, uh, are people who buy their groceries on the SNAP benefits card, are they tracked? And were we a sort of test spot, uh, maybe for the rest of the country, and have been maybe Michelle O'Hara and the Democrats already implemented this type of uh, sort of big brother approach to what you are eating, drinking at home? The EBT card, if it's an if it's an electronic EBT. record, there's a record. I mean, interesting. There is a record. So there you yeah. go. Uh, well, wouldn't you think that that is the case? Don't you think that that's probably? Well, I know a couple years ago, Eddie, wasn't there a scandal where they had to turn on? The uh, the EBT cards they wasn't at casinos and strip clubs anymore, and then they found out people were just going across the street from the casinos and the strip clubs, so it really didn't really didn't work very well. I think you can. Uh, there was also another article uh, and an in depth analysis by uh, the Albuquerque Journal at some point that people were amassing huge huge sums of money on their EBT cards and then selling them. I uh, believe that uh, it would. I don't know. Some of the highest EBT cards had somewhere between five and six grand on them. You know, it wasn't something that was just uh, sort of like they were aggregating the monies on the EBT cards. 
I know they sell for 50 cents on the dollar. Uh, that's a going rate on the street for EBT. What? 300, if it's $300, if you have a three benefit on your EBT card and you sell it on the street, it goes for 50 cents on the dollar. But how is that possible? Isn't there with all this ID? I mean, isn't there retinal scan or, no. you know, you know it's just a, over there, a, a, a verification with an EBT card? No, it's just a, like a credit card. You really? You it in and buy groceries. It's, yeah. Just handed somebody these EBT cards. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's no shame in Albuquerque. I mean, people are stoned, the other half are drunk, mm-hmm. and then there's uh, a good ten percent that's just stupid. I guess I know that's one hundred and ten percent. Well, don't don't forget our our mayor. Uh, our mayor just informed us uh, over the weekend that uh, he's proud that we have increased our housing vouchers by seventy three percent. So I guess uh, right. I don't know. Uh, I remember Mr. Trump. Uh, by the way, folks, we had a wonderful Supreme Court ruling today that was. Uh, almost as important as these other ones we've been having uh, regarding the uh, regulatory overreach of the EPA. Another reason why those of us who maybe weren't particularly on the Trump train from day one came around and endorsed him at the end, Eddie, the, the clean power plan is dead. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful news. Uh, Trump used to talk all the time about how the numbers on food stamps had been reduced during his administration. I mean, you can right. tell... The difference brags. Keller brags about handing out 73% more housing vouchers, whereas uh, one particular uh, politician I just mentioned was uh, celebrating the, the fact that fewer people were on welfare. A good way to tell the difference between two types of politicians. There you go. All right. Uh, I should uh, probably think that my kids would probably do particularly well on those types of things. Uh, the first thing, their, their first question is, if they don't spend it all, do they get the money in their pocket? <laughs> Dad, if I don't use my full $10, uh, can I have the other 250 Like, they're literally counting that. That's their first question. Good lesson That's aggressive. That's entrepreneurial. Very. Yeah, Dad also shared uh, a tweet with me from N.M. Peterson. Um, Dowd and I should probably be on the lookouts for someone looking to come and take us down from Stonewalla Brick and Portland and Axis Pride or expect our wrath. Wow, doubt. Um, the LGBT community uh, looking to uh, take out one Eddie Aragon in cold blood, possibly murder him, uh, according to uh, the latest of the Portland uh, Stadium out there. Pretty, pretty sickening. Well, I, this is news to me because I'm not aware of this. Apparently, this is like an anime gaming character that they that, that, that mm-hmm. expect our wrath. Uh, apparently, the uh, the character was I don't, I don't I, this anime stuff. I, I'm sorry, I just I just can't get into it. Uh, May Borowski, the anthropomorphic cat from Night. Uh, as you said, Eddie, the, the 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 banner that went up at the, the I guess they're called Timbers, the Portland Timbers, for the Major League mm-hmm. Soccer. Uh, they they held these huge. Uh, uh, banners up talking about Stonewall, uh, you know the the, hero, the heroic you know gay rights uprising fifty years ago. But but listen to this, folks. Our pride or expect our wrath. There's a slight sinister connotation to that. I would say is that I don't know incitement to violence. Maybe is it maybe subverting democracy? Maybe those people in the stands in Portland should be looked into. Maybe I, I don't know. Worrisome to me. <laughs> I don't know how many people understand that uh, soccer truly is a socialist sport. Um, it's the only thing that emboldens hooligans. That's where the hooligans comes from. Um, and, and, you know, these are people who uh, like to have their wrath on society. Uh, the Albuquerque, or excuse me, the American Enterprise Institute um, uh, wrote about that. They also talked about the most famous sport in every communist country happens to be 
soccer. Yeah, you guessed it. Uh, it's still the only sport in the world that has those hooligans. Proletarian mobs that trash private property whenever their team loses. So they take it on that. So um, we're going to continue to see this uh, sort of raft uh, that comes from these types of people. And by the way, isn't it incredibly frustrating to watch us, you know, games that end in, you know, three, two, you know, two to one, 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 nil, nil. Like, you know, after sitting there for 90 minutes and trashing yourself in the stadium, you're bound to get frustrated about that, but uh, it's like winners. I appreciate you that down. That was uh, good. Um, let's see, Pride in Portland, uh, that was uh, that. And then um, finally, a little bit earlier today, the average weekly initial claims rose for a fourth consecutive week. Dowd was tracking this, and he had traveled, tracked and found a, um, an awful paradigm as far as employment. And it was something that continued to move in the wrong direction. And there it is. Bob's your uncle. It is now confirmed uh, by all by all uh, accounts now based upon your chat article three weeks ago. We are officially going to be in a recession. Yeah. Uh, and, and these were two pieces uh, of, 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 as you say, a great organization. American Institute for Economic Resposable Income and real consumer spending fell in May at the same time that the average weekly initial number for uh, initial claims for unemployment has risen for a fourth consecutive week. Those are, you know, that, that, that doesn't mean we're in a great depression tomorrow, but they're, they're not, those are not good numbers to have. Uh, and in terms of what Eddie was talking about, I, I have been tracking every month the states that have finally gotten their way back to zero, meaning they've gotten back to the same number of jobs they had in February 2020 before we had a global nervous breakdown over posed a risk to a limited part of the population. We did not have to have the hysteria we had. Uh, we we it, we would have taken a shot. We maybe should have had some public health map nowhere near what we did. Uh, states every month that I've been tracking, a couple of states claw back to the same number of jobs that they had in February 2020, according to the official federal numbers. Most was Rhode Island, Missouri, Indiana, and Kentucky were the four states that got, got back to the same number of jobs. Of course, the mechanisms of uh, of, of of places where we, we oh, uh, for the record, I, I got this uh, during the Keller speech. He said Albuquerque's coming back. According to the Census Bureau, uh, we are down 0.3% uh, population in Albuquerque. And according to the Federal Bureau of Labor Statistics, we have fewer jobs uh, now than we did in February 2020. So I don't know jobs and fewer people, but somehow but Albuquerque's growing. Yes, yeah, so it's all growing. Yeah, they're moving from Colorado, Phoenix. Everyone's coming here. Flocking, coming here. flocking to the Duke City. Um, so anyway, uh, last month, uh, I should say, last month I looked to see their way back, and no states had clawed their way back. And, Eddie, I'm actually working on a piece. I'm going to try to start writing it again for my national column if I ever get a free moment. I think there's a whole bunch of states, and I, this kills me to say this because I don't know if it's ultimately going to be true. I don't want it to be true. But there are going to be states, the environmentalists years ago used to talk about peak oil, uh, I think there are definitely some states. I think New York State might be one of them. Vermont might be one of them. Uh, almost certainly my native Connecticut might. There are states that never have more jobs than they had for the lockdowns. Why? Because they're still so far behind. We're about to have a recession. They have a declining population. They're below replacement on the rate. There's no business investment there. There are, I think, a number of states, maybe as many as 10 that will never have more jobs, more employable than they had the month before the Rona lockdown. That is a 
That is a milestone in this country. You do not want to be one of those states, but New Mexico is trying very hard to be one of those states. Uh, we will be one of those states. Katie Bondor, things about to get bad. They're going to go from bad to worse and longer to get worse in the state because, uh, remember, we just create jobs. We have job fairs for jobs that don't exist to say that we're having jobs, 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 and more jobs, and we're just not bringing them here. Uh, to the state. Uh, I, I like how the uh, Albuquerque Business Wars says, the crane report, the crane report. What cranes are you even talking about, bro? People on the crane <laughs> like not getting hell out of Albuquerque. Um, very uplifting. Yes, very uplifting. A couple of uh, the GRT, speaking of businesses not moving to New Mexico, there's a very good reason uh, when it comes to the uh, when it comes to the showdown, as it comes in that very famous movie that Dowd and I love so much, there will be fun. When it comes to the showdown, we'll be there. We did my, you know, the whole thing. We don't get to compete in that uh, dog and pony, as you know, uh, Murder Mike. And um, you don't have to know the reason for that. It's no, it's not the number of murders or, you know, quality of life. It's actually something is just dollars and cents. Bottom line, you know, the P&L statement does just don't compute as well because there's something called the gross eats tax. And it is gross. And it is a tax, and there isn't very much that's prettier than that. Uh, we are one of two states, I do believe, and uh, Dowd had the latest in yesterday's write-up, which you got exclusively and ahead of time uh, directly at rockoftalk.chat. That's rockoftalk.chat. Dowd, what do you know? Yeah, folks, uh, we are getting uh, the world's smallest tax break as of Friday. I guess that's tomorrow. Uh, your governor uh, signed into law and proposed during the legislative session to reduce our uh, treasured gross receipts tax, which is a kind of a, a super sales tax. Other states have the wisdom to tax their sales at the final point of consumption. Uh, our gross receipts tax applies that tax all through the value chain. So even Absolutely. if you're surprised, well, unless you can buy an exemption through the legislature if you have good lobbyists, but for, for another day, we are going to see these. Your city imposes it, your county imposes it, and the state imposes it. So it all tacks on to each other. The state GRT rate is on Friday. Tomorrow will fall from 5.125% to an even 5%, and then it will fall to 4.875%. Uh, Exactly 12 months from that, that course contingent on the revenue st holding up if the revenue drops. Say, for example, if we have a recession, which is you know, completely out of the question, uh, the rates will be restored right back up to the 5.125% rate. So it's uh, it's contingent uh, on the next couple of years. So it's, it's kind of a pseudo tax cut. We're going to find out if we actually get it or not. But one of the things, and as I said in the, in the, in the piece, uh, you've has in order to pay less in taxes. For, for this to stay on the books, folks, you're going to have to pay taxes so that we can find out later on if we can keep our tax break. you got to pay taxes to pay less in taxes. There you go. Uh, the, the great fiction of this, uh, it's, it's minuscule. Washington State has reached out to me because they're looking at uh, their vision there uh, in terms of paltry tax cut. Uh, we, we, the think tank that is the Rock of Talk has been, uh, been contacted by a think tank in Washington State on this issue. Okay, we'll take any tax cut we, we get. The problem with that, the problem with being grateful for this minuscule, paltry, uh, dare I say, N-I-G-A-R-D-L-Y tax cut, which is not the word you think it is. It's from the Norwegian. It has nothing to do with what you think. We discussed that a few ago. My sister, Eddie, by the way, uh, really liked that your commentary on that, uh, that the derivation, the Norse derivation of that particular word that we're 
week, even though it has nothing to do with race. Uh, moving on, we have had our GRT rates really hiked across the board at the municipal and at the county levels. I walked through the last, uh, well, the new century, January of, 20, of 2000, up to uh, tomorrow's tax rates, and I looked at the overall burden, not the rate, but the burden. For example, uh, if you have a tax that goes from 4% to 5%, percent uh, a lot of stupid journalists and people like paul getting think oh that's a one percent tax hike N no no that's a 25 percent tax hike because uh one you know is is, is a quarter uh, of those four points you have to you know what i'm saying a percentage point is not the same as percent but that's actually for example the 25 percent hike okay in, in in the actual percentage uh burden so i walk everybody through not surprising our wonderful community of hobbs uh has only seen their burden rise by percent this century farmington said to say their tax like burden their grt burden has actually gone up 37.1 percent uh, that's not the rate that's the increase burden uh, up around 30 percent burden increase santa fe up around 30 percent uh las cruces nearing 30 percent so we've had multiple added to the grt so that you're reducing it from 5.125 to 5% at the state level, that does not compensate for all the hikes that have kicked in over the last 22 years in this new century. Most communities, at least a full two or three point decline. We're, we're, not, we're not getting governor, we're getting a very, very, very paltry decline contingent upon the revenue continuing to come in. So again, we don't even know if this is going to be a permanent relief or not. So again, if you're getting a cut at the state level, but you've been dealing with multiple hikes in your community, I look at the 10 cities, Hobbs, Roswell, Carlsbad, Rio Rancho, Las Cruces, Clovis, Santa Fe, Almogordo, Albuquerque, and Farmington, 52% uh, of New Mexicans live in those 10 communities. So uh, it's a good sample of how much your taxes have been hiked at the county and at the city level. So before we all uh, genuflect to Minnie Mao, fourth floor in Santa Fe, I wanted to inject a little bit of reality here. Uh, we've all been hit over the last couple of decades with multiple GRT hikes. Don't think she's really doing you that much of a favor. Meanwhile, oil and gas revenue continues to pour into the state. Uh, I think we could have a much more generous GRT cut, Eddie. Uh, but of course, the politicians in Santa Fe, I know my, I know how my trekker communities, my trekker, my trekkie and my trekkers around. Remember the Ferengi rules of acquisition. Uh, number one rule, the Ferengi rules of acquisition. Once you have their money, never give it back. Uh, that is the a basic rule for the political so uh you're gonna hear over the next couple days oh your 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 bill at the store this weekend will be lower than it's been in a while because <laughs> the governor signed tax relief um yeah she did sign uh, the world's smallest tax cut and it's been offset by multiple tax hikes over the last 20 years so a little bit of reality that you won't get from the media but you will get from rock of talk chat all right, I guess it's uh, time for a little Booker T and the MGs and uh, little green onions to uh, have a little comic relief there for. It, it, you okay there, Murder Mike? Yeah, I'm just uh, listening, taking this all in. Uh, you, know, you, 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 you know what the GRC is all about now? Oh, uh, definitely. Now I'm, I'm Are you up to speed? Yeah. Uh, 15 in the slow what are you going to do for the 4th of July, Murder Mike? Are you going to head up to Espa? I'm for some four dollars. <laughs> Literally, like, yeah, the tacos are $4. Yeah. Or, or four fifths of a blue pill. Well, of a blue pill. I'll take two blue pills and four tacos to go. Wow. Yeah, that's, 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 that's <laughs> head, headed to Bandelier for a couple of nights. What and is Bandelier? Cross, uh, the National Monument up there by, you know, the 
Indian Ruins, Bandelier. I got to tell you, there's a wonderful place you need to go to. Have you been to Meow Wolf? Yes, I have. You have? It's yeah, I'm years. a big fan of Meow Wolf. So I'm into stories and stuff. That place is you need to listen. To, you need to listen Saturday at 9 a.m. I have a conversation with, with Jeff, and I, and I make it the least straight talk with Jeffrey Candelaria that he's ever had. Really? Yeah, it's I always so, listen every Saturday. You, yeah. You mean, you mean straight talk with Jeffrey Candelaria featuring Jeffrey Candelaria? Featuring Jeffrey Candelaria. With Jeffrey Candelaria. Produced by Jeff, Jeffrey Candelaria. Candelaria. <laughs> yeah. I actually work with Starring Jeffrey, Jeffrey Candelaria. Yeah. You've known Jeff a while, right? Uh, yeah, I knew him back in the 90s when he was the head of the Espanol Chamber of Commerce. He was? Uh, he was the head or director. He was involved in it. In he's some... always been a honcho. Yeah. There's never a time that he's... Like, if anybody cuts in front of him, he just gets back right in front of them. But Saturday's lineup is incredible. Yeah, you like that? I, I really do. I, I'm very... Uh, I'm educated. Dr. Yeah. Summers is like... Yeah, Dr. Fantastic. Summers, he's good, huh? Um, oh, healthier after listening to that. Very much so. Well, I knew um, Dr. Dempsey that he refers to a lot. Mm-hmm. I knew. Yeah, he much. passed away a week after a shot. Uh, boy, week. Mike. He and I were both mics. Yeah, Mike and Mike. Mike and Mike. Yeah, had stereo, but I yeah, anyway. So the yeah, Saturday lineup is really nice. I enjoy it very much. And I, pleased to hear that, Murder Mike. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. A little bit of green onion. Yeah, well, you like Green Onions, right? That was a cruising song back in the 60s. Really? Yes. Not surprised, huh? KNW, the number two song, number one station on uh, TuneIn, weren't number two. But but on TuneIn, and you'll find this out, uh, Dowd, they will not they will not promote me whatsoever. They, they did whatever they possibly can to suppress me. Still, it is the second most popular station on TuneIn. Yeah, that is the rock of talk. <laughs> I believe it when I asked Alexa to tune in. Yeah. They always tune in, ding, ding. Ding, ding. ding. Commercial, and then you. We're just Potter now. You like this. I love it. The police Potter is published to give readers an abridged look at the criminal activity in their community and the neighborhoods. It's simply just an illustration, bro, of what local law enforcement funded by the taxpayers must deal with daily throughout the Española Valley now. Española police officers, okay, a Wingate Tribal Police, the Rio Riba County Sheriff's deputies, and the state police responded to the following call. 1229 a.m. Santa Clara Apartments caller requested a welfare check on people slamming doors and hitting the walls. Boy, Tim Keller's got to step it up. You know, he, can, he, he needs to, uh, that needs to be at the top of his list. And they're slamming doors downtown. 911. 9.35 a.m. Santa Clara Apartments manager was hearing two women fighting. She heard one say, pull out the gun. Problem. Hands up. Hands up, pants down. 3.16 p.m. A Santa Clara Apartments caller. I got to move to Santa Clara Apartments. It's <laughs> just Action City. No. A Santa Clara Apartments caller reported hearing a couple fighting. She can hear them through the wall. And the man is hitting the woman and she said, stop hitting me. She said the woman moved the air conditioner and tried to crawl out the window, but the man pulled her back in. Ooh. Saturday night, Saturday night midnight movie. Oh, there, there it is. The bed, the burning bed. Remember that? That was a, that was cool when they used to do the miniseries in the '80s. I used to watch it. Sarah, so my nana threw the the bottle and it broke the TV and it fell over and I thought I'd go over there and hit it over. What happened? 9:36 a.m. 
A Santa Clara apartment called. <laughs> there was a man with a gun on the property. Was he trying to keep it safe? Bet he was. He's monitoring the situation. 10.58 a.m. A Walmart caller said she got into an argument with a woman. What? A woman? You don't fight with don't fight with women, Murder Mike. Never have. Never, you never. Don't fight with a woman. A woman's always right, huh? Happy wife, happy life. You know when they're wrong, you're right. When they're, even, when they, even when they're yelling and screaming and slamming doors, right? She said she got into an argument with a woman over the parking spot. And the woman told her, she was a white entitled lady. She better watch it when she goes into the store. You don't know who you're dealing with. The caller said she was afraid to leave the store and go home. Two eleven a.m. That's late. That's just when they're making the ice for the slushy. A Cook Street caller reported a forty-three-year-old woman is walking down the road and she can hardly stand. Which is it? Can she walk or stand? She said the woman is feeling like she might have a stroke. <laughs> her body is shaking and she can't stand. She's walking. She thinks her brother poisoned her with Ajax. <laughs> Where do you even buy Ajax? It's a great name. That's a great name for a hood. Ajax. My brother. Ajax. 720. El caller. I bet you didn't know how to pronounce that. If I showed you that word, you'd have no idea. El Gique. Said he bought property and someone dumped about 100 tires on it. Why? They're going to be launching the UFOs from there. It's that time of the year going to Roswell. It's very spooky. 11.55 a.m. A Tierra Armaria caller reported a man was speeding in the area and confronted the driver, telling him, she has a gun and she's not afraid to use it. He. man she confronted called 911 and said a woman was waving a gun at him. He said he was going home to get his gun and wave it at her. Sounds very friendly. Who do these people think they are? Eddie Aragon? <laughs> Waving, brandishing. Brandishing, yes. He would have done better had you not been brandishing a gun there at the uh, CD1. <laughs> oh, boy. That was, those, were the, those were the days. They were a dull moment in yesterday. <sighs> Taco Bell caller said at 2.05 p.m., the manager's locking the doors and there are customers inside. The manager told police they're just trying to catch up on orders because they're short <laughs> So he locked the doors. <laughs> We're closed for now. We'll reopen about four. Boy, it's getting harder and harder to make Taco Bell. The McDonald's here in Albuquerque at San Mateo Gibson actually does that. They close their doors from about 7 till about 10 and then they reopen again. 12, 19 p.m. A Harbor Freight caller wanted to report a theft after the fact. I believe. <laughs> He said someone stole about $6,000 on May 31st. He had surveillance footage of the incident. That's very late. I think he was, he was all pedo. That's what happened. Finally looked at all the footage. What I, I just wondered about happened? reporting the theft after the fact. You, you can't really report a theft before it happens, right? I mean, I report it after it happens, right? Yeah. Okay. We have surveillance. More El Quique. Hey, that's our new favorite. El Quique. There he is. And, 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 he's all smart. He's all smart. No, it's not Enrique. Enrique? A sports rose caller in El Quique. Said they hadn't heard from a woman in a few days when they went to check on her. She was dead. Whoa. Dead, dead, baby. Dead, dead. 5.32 p.m. A Burger King caller said an employee is doing drugs in the bathroom. Hey. Where's my Whopper? 
Jews over there snorting coke. This Maybe bathroom is for that. customers to do drugs, not employees. That, that minimum wage is really getting a little bit. 9.31 a.m. A private drive, 1007, in Alcalde, color, put his ex-girlfriend, put nail polish remover on his mouthwash, and he wanted to speak to an officer. How would he even know that? <laughs> We've all been there, bro. Yeah, oil. She tried to poison me. That's that's called the Española arsenic. You start pulling their nail polish, right? Better than the eyebrow remover, right? <laughs> 12.07 p.m. A West Don Figonino. Wow, the names this week. Caller said three people are in an abandoned house and are using the water hose from next door because there's no plumbing, electricity in the house. 2.12 p.m. A Sunday lane caller wants an animal control to pick up a mean dog that just sits under the mailbox. <laughs> Can't get the welfare check here. They're ordering a lot of dog food up there by Amazon. Yeah. 3.07 p.m. A County Road 37 and State Road 68 in Alcalde Caller requested a welfare check on a man lying in the weeds. That's kind of very distinct, right? Lying yeah. in the weeds. He's, he's over there lying in the weeds over there. Which one? <laughs> 3.21 p.m. A Rio Riba Literacy Project Caller said, that's, that's very in-depth. Said she left her bike behind when she returned from the store. The bike was gone. How am I supposed to get home? You want me to walk? Oh, I know where this place <laughs> is. Hey, this, this falls under the uh, unpunished. Uh, you're, you're volunteering in a literacy project and you uh, leave your bike out, somebody takes it. So, uh, oh. to, you know, maybe, maybe maybe the people you're helping aren't really worth helping. I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. Well, good way to look at it. Good deed goes unpunished. 4.38 p.m. A rock Christian ship caller reported a man is positive on narcotics. He's in the hallway across from Food King. Partially undressed. Definitely on narcotics. 4.52 p.m. A Walmart caller said his gun was stolen after he left it in his car. <laughs> of course. He thinks the person who stole it is an employee who helped him load his groceries. <laughs> Why did he walk back into the grocery store to go uh, continue sacking groceries after he stole your, after he stole your gun? 6 p.m. A Calle Valdez caller reported his ex threw a rock in his windshield and broke it. She, spent, she better pay for it. I pay for her every month. I know I'm six months late. But she she, she broke my windshield and she's going to pay me. 3.56 a.m. That's late. An ABQ fire station caller said he feels like someone is trying to set him up. Boy. 3.56 a.m. He said it's hard to explain but I want to speak with an officer. <laughs> 3.59 p.m. Little Caesars employee reported they were giving change to a customer when a man ran into the restaurant, took the money from their hands, then he ran off. That's a good point. To, you know, a good exchange right there. 4.16 p.m. A Walgreens caller reported an employee was giving him $50 in change and a man stole it. And then he ran off. A lot of this going on. 6.17 p.m. North Riverside Drive and Louder Milk Street caller requested a welfare check on a man lying in the streets. Police determined he was, he was very drunk. It's another day in Espanola. 817, an OK Travel Center caller requested a welfare check on a man with his pants down. Passed out at the library. 
not a good place to pass out. But not a whole lot of people go into the library at 8, 17 p.m. Generally, anytime in Española, but particularly at 8, 17 p.m. You're at the casino. A good place to sleep. The library at 8, 17 p.m. in Española. Plumar <laughs> Color City feels like he's overdosing. Oh, my head is I'm sweating, but he hasn't taken anything. <laughs> Flashback. Finally, we hit a little pay dirt there. 12.26 a.m. A color equipment welfare check on a shirtless man in the middle of the road near Española Valley High School. The caller said the man has his arms out and he's yelling and jumping in front of vehicles. Maybe he's just trying to wash cars or 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 collect money for the, you know, the the, the, the latest family to um, you know, lose one of their loved ones. It's, it's sad, but you see a lot of that at intersections. Right? The oh, there we go. Oh, the the green onions ran out. Yep. Lost replay. a little. Replay. You wanted to replay again? Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's we'll a get... good song for Espanola jokes. Yeah. Oh, you think you so? Go. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad you picked it. I, this is the first time I've ever thought of it. I never thought to use it. It's the only capital for lowriders. Oh, is it? I didn't know that either. You should produce the show. No, no, no. Let me get back on this course. <laughs> I appreciate the time. <laughs> 12 26 a.m. <clears throat> no, 1 54 p.m. A Walmart caller said a woman pulled an axe on him, then got into the minivan. Yeah, that's, We've that's all been there. Yeah. 5.24 p.m., a caller asked officers to check out Murphy's Express because when she pulled up, the employees locked the door and nobody was allowed inside. What the hell? She thought it was kind of suspicious. What do you think? <laughs> Having sex in the back room. I'll be out in five minutes. Back in ten. <laughs> My Ruka's coming. She's in the back room. 6.51 p.m., a Domino's caller reported that a man with a pair of pliers. Why is it it's a pair of pliers? Like a pair of pants, a pair of underwear, a pair of pliers even. Threatened in her and punched her at the door as he Why did he hit her with the pliers? He had him in his hand. 2.14 Don't know if they're pliers or the needle nose pliers, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking into oh, it. Oh, yeah, that would have been tough. Yeah. <laughs> it's moved, moving too fast. A disability claims caller said a man was addressing saying he had electricity in him. <laughs> she said that he was outside banging on the window with a shoe. Police determined that the man was on acid and he was hallucinating. <laughs> 8.07 p.m. A chama caller. Chama. Said a man went to her sister's house and told them to tell the caller he'll be waiting for them at Glory Broy's Taco House with rifles. <laughs> the person that threatened her tried to break into the business the other day. <laughs> Glory Boys Taco House. That sounds like the worst place to go to in the entire state. A Pope Avenue caller reported that a man was in the yard at 8.35 p.m. Stealing the cherries. We always go there late at night, once a year, to steal all the cherries. We work hard. We get a couple of garbage bags full. We make our famous cherry, cherry wine, cherry, cherry wine, bro. the best. 9.45 p.m., a lower San Pedro road caller said her neighbor was drunk and on the porch. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm just here drinking on my porch. 10.30 p.m., a Santa Clara a casino caller said a man was hit with a hatchet. Man, that's violent. Hatchet. Bring it home. Uh, we have one axe, one pair of pliers, and one hatchet so far. 
There you go. I was I was wondering. Thank you, Dad. I was, I was, I was you, you caught me right where my brain was. Oh, a blue heron brewing color. Said a homeless man with a shopping cart went into the restaurant and stole pans. Um, do you know where blue heron brewing is? There's nothing between blue heron brewing and anything 10 miles. How is anybody homeless? And how is anybody going to steal anything from them? You're not that homeless. <clears throat> the very company brew house there. 9.42 a.m. A Lowe's home improvement caller said a shirtless man with a baseball bat was walking and he thought it was kind of suspicious. Police determined the man had a bat because he won Chimayo and used it as protection against the aggressive dog. He's smart. 10.47 a.m. A Walgreens employee said two women by the red box were soliciting sex. Hey, now, I gotta pay the bills. It's the first of the month. How am I gonna make ends meet? I'm going to make your end meet. Uh-huh. That didn't come out right. Turn his that, that grossed even me out. I, I <laughs> <laughs> Meet your end with an ED by the red box. Prostitutes, if there was any rational place for them to go. Yeah, I'm going to go here. To solicit sex, I think it would be the red box. There you go. hey 3.23 p.m. A caller requested courtesy rounds. <laughs> hey, can you come supply us some courtesy rounds? But one way or the other, that's funny. The DeVargas Funeral Home for his father's rosary. I need a 21-gun salute. I'm really sad. He was a good man. He deserves a 21-gun salute. You come go, can you come give him some courtesy rounds? <laughs> Anywhere you look at, that's just weird. <laughs> because he's been receiving threats via text from some family members. Oh, <laughs> any way you think about it, it's funny. He thought he's reading too many, too much Chicago blotters. That's what happens at the Chicago. A West Don Felino caller at 3.29 p.m. said there was a man with a gun in the area. There's there's guns everywhere. Should have requested some, uh, some uh, courtesy rounds there. I got to go to Espanola. I'm missing out. This is the, you know, I thought Albuquerque was the most interesting city in the entire state. No, it's Espanola. Like, sir, this is so much action. Don't you just want to go hang out and just walk around just see what happens? Seriously. 8.40 p.m. A South Orchard Lane caller said a woman was banging on the doors. And the caller was alone at home. She called back and said that the woman was the house. The caller said that she locked herself in the bathroom. She's going to jump out the window. Better. Longer a threat if she jumps out the window. I mean, problem solved. Have a problem coming in, let yourself out. I've got to go to on this. Make a stop on your way up to Los Alamos. I think I will. 58 p.m. A Walmart caller reported that a woman was run over. Ooh, I believe it. But it's a little bit closer to the ground. You're not going to be able to lift those low riders very high. That's a, that's a long bump, right? But the hydraulics, no, <laughs> they popping it up. <laughs> they run her over. At 
McDonald's caller said a shirtless man was yelling and screaming and giving everyone the birds. Is that, is that a is that a box of McNuggets or what? The bird. Oh, you mean the bird? The bird is the word. 5:38 a.m. A caller reported that there might be a dead body near the Dreamcatcher Cinema, up the road. Ooh, that's not good. The Dreamcatcher is at the top of the hill there. Before you before you throw a cruise between Sonics and Sonics. Did you know that? 4.31 a.m. Is that early or late? An Española hospital caller said a patient was trying to hit the doctor. Surprised the doctor's up that early. 2.21 p.m. A Camino Carlos caller said her husband was making fake IDs, <laughs> green cards, social security cards, and vaccination cards. She also said he has a drug problem. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, 12.59 p.m. An all-subs, all-sick caller said a man got out of his car and began throwing trash and dancing. At the one-man party. Uh, too many chimichangas and uh, blue slush puppies. 8.32 p.m. A McDonald's caller reported that a man was near the main entrance, lying flat on the ground and making weird noises. Too much milk. One too many milkshakes. That, that's what that was. 3.12 p.m. A Lottaburger caller reported that a shirtless man was outside and wouldn't leave. He said his arm was bleeding all over the place, but he didn't want medical attention. Oh. Must be a criminal. All right. Uh, one more round, shall we? Uh, do at least one more round, you think? There, Freddie Murder Mike, before we let D Dowd. This is, this is what I do for Dowd. Become his, you know, as I said, his howdy duty. <laughs> howdy duty. Or dowdy. Whatever. I'm your Huckleberry. An alcalde caller said the fours were outside and they wanted to fight the caller. <laughs> wow. Four on one. <clears throat> yeah, four on one and one of the hands is right up next to my face. 9.18 p.m. A Grove Avenue and Chama caller said the neighbor was walking around with a gun. 12.49 p.m. A police officer stopped to check on a couple of people in the trash cans at Murphy's Express. <laughs> You told them to leave the... Were they in the trash can? Were they trash? 1.13 p.m. A County Road 332 in Tierra Maria caller reported that a woman fell into the river and it took her and they were unable to get her out. Ooh, three deaths. Never heard from it. again. Boy, wow. Carried away. I don't like that song, though. 2.36 p.m. County Road 18 in Espa. And four teens were walking around with rifles. Ooh, that's going to be... Like Tombstone. 5.32 p.m. A private drive at 1007 in Alcalde Caller reported that his ex-girlfriend was at his house and he wanted her out because she tried to poison him. Is that the same one with the nail polish? Yeah. Yeah. Or drive. Ajax. Yeah. Or both. I wonder what happens when you mix Ajax and polish. <laughs> don't don't do that at all, folks. It. Maybe you can make money. Who knows? They start dealing Ajax and nail polish. Hi, man. 7.03 p.m. South Orchard caller said her sister was there acting and dancing crazy. She was screaming and yelling and trying to take stuff from the house. 7.44 p.m. A caller, Rodenia caller, reported that two bald men were arguing on the other side of the wall, and she thought they were all drunk. She said they looked crazy and all high. 1.47 a.m. A McDonald's caller said a shirtless man was harassing customers and employees, and 6.04 a.m., a South McCurdy Road in Camino de Roberto caller reported that a man was on drugs and being disorderly. Hey, why are you, 
He's over here being disorderly. He said the man threw rocks at a passing car. That that is kind of disorderly. So there you go. All the news that's uh, fit to print in the uh, real grande. What, what is it called? The the sun. The sun. The sun. Yeah, no, I don't expect you to know that. Uh, and way to get the, them to get it done there, uh, D. Dowd Musk. That's a good. Point. Well, I mean, uh, you know, it is uh, according to the Republican Party of New Mexico, it is a racist segment of the show. So I, yeah. I, when I remind them that they haven't posted it yet, I, I, one of these days I'm going to get back a response and they're going to say we're not going to participate in your racism anymore. So. Yeah. You know, folks, enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah. Uh, when will Robert Aaron get it removed from the Rio Grande? Sun times, as Dad and I refer to it, the fun times. Uh, I think it's good through Espa. You won't stop and for very long, and you'll say, well, I'm glad, like most people say about Albuquerque from other parts of the country, Española is the Albuquerque of New Mexico, if you get my drift. People just want to pass and as quickly as possible. But uh, uh, the person who's running our uh, the poet Newport laureate is Anas E. Martinez, if I'm not mistaken. Indeed, indeed. Direct from uh, Espa. So there you go. All right, folks. All right, see you all bright and early, I believe. Uh, we'll go ahead and do that uh, tomorrow at 4 p.m. to wrap the week. And it's going to be a lot of fun. We uh, are working tomorrow, by the way. We are. Yes, we are. We are. We are. I'll be here. And uh, Murder Mike, he'll be working the rest of the night. So uh, right. he'll be keeping tabs on the next homicide. See if uh, we break the record here for June. Give until midnight to do it. He'll jump the scanners and we'll get the reports tomorrow. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. See you tomorrow at 4 p.m. Yeah.